What's going on, Brookie Nation? It's the Mackie Mouse. It's Isla. Hi. And this is Storybrook Circus, our weird, zany, once upon a time podcast. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for Hi. being here. How's it going? This is a uh, this is an exciting time because we are on the other side of our tenth episode. This is episode eleven. And that is extremely exciting that we made it to 10. We had a huge 10th celebration. We're coming off our three-hour 10th episode. Three <laughs> hours. It was two, like, 57 or something like that. It was, it was, a, it was a hoot. Um, and it was our 10th episode on the 10th year anniversary of Once Upon a Time. And we never made mention of that. And in my car, I was like, missed opportunity. Dang. But you know what? <laughs> it's still the 10th year anniversary, so we're celebrating. That is true uh i'm excited for what we're gonna do on like we're gonna be doing the podcast on the actual 10th anniversary day of the once upon of once upon a time airing for the first time uh and that's gonna be really exciting i wonder if we should just like maybe record a bonus episode just for that day like a special what day is some, that? We, october something oh god hold on october is it the 11th mm. 24th no. i think so october 24th 2011 all right 20, sorry 23rd october 23rd 2011 so uh it's gonna be something you heard it here first we don't know what we're gonna do but it's gonna be something big um well since you since you made it here uh through whatever means that you did make it here through your favorite podcast app perhaps um at Storybrook Circus, we review the ABC show, Once Upon a Time, one episode at a time. We're going to go through the entire show. There's 130, I think, eight episodes or so. Uh, and we are going over all sorts of behind-the-scenes stuff. And um, once we get all that stuff out of the way, then we will actually watch the episode uh, via our video chat. And we will talk about it live on the air. Um, and that will be your experience of the Storybook Circus episode. Uh, we also are started something new. We, we record a YouTube video of this part, the, what we call the pre-show, which is everything before we watch the show. Uh, so hello, YouTube. That is what you're watching right now. Uh, and we would like to take the opportunity to ask you to like on, like these videos and subscribe to the channel so that you know when the pre-show vids happen. The pre-show ones do drop a little bit earlier than the episode drops. We drop our episodes on podcast apps on Friday mornings at 5 a.m. So you have your morning commute on Friday and your weekend. But sometimes if I finish the pre-show early, I will uh, give a little taste to the people out in inter internet land. So uh, if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, then you'll know when those pre-shows happen because they're random. Um, and while you're, you know, subscribing for stuff, you might as well subscribe to the podcast so that you know when the podcast drops too. Anyway. Yes, especially I don't know about other streaming services, but on Apple, it lets you know when a new episode came out. So does, even yeah. though we said every Friday at 5 a.m., you never know. Maybe it'll come out on a Thursday one day. Maybe we'll hey, get, we've been known to do we'll get fun. We do that sometimes. Yeah, we and do. by we, we like I mean Maggie because he edits the show. That's true. But, you know, sometimes we do two in one week. Sometimes we do more than that in one week because we, you know, we like to, I don't know, give you guys more content. I don't know. We just we just have a lot of fun out. doing the show. So we anytime do. <laughs> that we can do something, we do it. <laughs> That's really what we're getting at. Is we're, this is just us having a good time. We uh, we we chit chat like two friends who long lost friends who've uh, 
haven't talked to each other in ages for like an hour before we even start the podcast just for funsies just because we can <laughs> yeah really honestly putting this out is a bonus because yeah. we could do this without recording and it would be it would be totally fine we do we basically record a uh, like a silent podcast that no one gets to hear of us just talking on the phone yeah. <laughs> before the show this is just our hangout time and why not watch some tv while you hang out with your best friend isn't that right i mean that's that's like why we're here that's why we're here and that's probably why you're here is to listen to our shenanigans or maybe watch them on youtube <laughs> um all right well th- we we have our show separated into segments the first segment that we like to do uh we affectionately call the storybrook daily mirror we love our news boys oh god we can't talk about this yet I messed up. I knew I was going to do something wrong this time. Uh, I have to shout out Mr. Trevor Brown, one of my other best friends, IRL. He's one of I do a lot of photography and, and post-production stuff with him. Uh, we like to keep each other in check when we do projects, right? So he came over and he was like, yo, I checked out your new podcast. So dope. By the, by the way, like, it sounds kind of crazy. Like, it sounds like your mic is like really staticky. And I was like, oh no, see, we have a whole thing where we pretend like we're in the forest. Like we do the show, like we're recording, like at like a campsite. Right. So I have this crackling fire in the background. It turns out that fire is annoying and stupid. And I apologize for (laughs) if that was distracting previously, I got called out on that. And rightfully so I listened to it and I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. You know what? I feel like it's appropriate for us to just like we take the show on the road instead of being outside in the forest. We're gonna we're gonna go inside to a I don't know a palace, a, a cabin a of some kind, a cave. Sure, there's that a in witch's the enchanted house? forest. So a witch's many house options. made of candy. Yeah, we're gonna well we're gonna leave the the outdoors and we're gonna let the fire we're gonna put run the fire out. out. We're gonna put the fire out and we're just gonna you know we're gonna do without it. So I just wanted to. I wanted to call that out that we we don't have a fireplace this time. And thanks, Trevor, for making sure that my audio sounds good. Uh, anyway, Newsboys, thank you for the uh, read all about it exclamation. The Storybrook Daily Mirror in the world of Once Upon a Time is a fictional newspaper of the town of Storybrook. Well, in our world, it is uh, the place where all of you who are listening get to participate in the show by submitting... Uh, some information in, in various locations that I was about to tell you to our newspaper. Isla, how do people submit to the Storybrook Daily Mirror? So we mentioned it previously that you can subscribe to our podcast, but did you know you can also leave us a review, preferably a five-star one on Apple Podcasts? <laughs> they leave you the option. We would love to hear from you. It gives you the option to write some words whether they be nice, sarcastic, tell us about your day. We Please write something when you're leaving us a five-star review, and we will read it here on the air. If you've already left a five-star review or if you don't have an Apple phone and you're listening on a different streaming device, you can always call in to tell us how you feel. If you want to let us know how we're doing on the show, if you want to tell us that we got something wrong, if you have a thought about the episode that we watched or something coming up, call in. Mackie, what is our number? Our voicemail number or our text number, because you can also text message. This number is 207-536-8512. For those of you area code nerds, 207 is the main area code. Just like Storybrooke, aren't we clever? 
The answer is yes. Spoilers. Uh, yeah, you can message or you can send a voicemail if you are uh, if you're feeling uh, anxious about leaving your voice. Then a text message will do just fine, and we will also read slash play. Yep, those we will on read and play well. on the air, and we'll talk to you like you are our surprise guest third host because we love hearing our voices. We love doing this podcast, but we like to talk to you guys just as much. We do, and that's really speaking the of whole talking point. to you guys. We have a Discord. Um, hey. It is where we record every week, but it is also where we have our own little chat room. Um, we have a bunch of different discussions. We talk about the podcast. We talk about the show in general, um, memes, a lot of inside jokes. Now um, oh, it yeah. is just you're developing a lot of inside. Yeah, jokes now. there's even. It doesn't even have to be about Once Upon a Time. We have general, like, we can talk about what's going on. We like to cheer each other on with personal projects, professional projects. Um, If you're into Disney, we talk about that sometimes. There's just so much to do on our Discord. Yeah, absolutely. Discord is a super great uh, outlet if you are wanting to connect with other people who are listening to our show or you want to connect with uh, Isla and myself we are also on there and talk to people all the time uh, and it's really fun to have kind of an after chat after everybody watches it and, and they participate as well uh, that's kind of really the reason why we wanted to instead of just us as friends just watching the show and talking to each other about it we made a podcast so that we can get you guys involved so that you guys can talk back to us because a show like this really um, lets people explore the what ifs and the and theories and all that kind of stuff and we know you you once there's you once upon a fan uh once upon a time fans are out you there brookies. Uh, new brookies so we uh we would love love to hear from you that would be great speaking of hearing, speaking from, of people, hearing from you I'm we have an entry for the storybook daily mirror this week isla would you like to tell us uh who's submitting to the newspaper this week so she tries to be sneaky yeah, our like good one. friend Jordan and mm-hmm. maybe she thinks that she snuck one past us because Spoilers, if you do she not did, know I didn't yeah, I God bless Mackie <laughs> if you did not know Mackie and I also co-host another podcast and this reviewer Jordan left a review on our other podcast with the same name and I'm going to read that name on the air it is teeth smiley face no teeth smiley face teeth smiley face Happy smile, teeth smiley face, no teeth smiley face, teeth smiley face, thumbs up, hand wave. Wow. That's, uh, I wish we had programmed that into like Siri and made the computer make like, her say, say it. Every yeah, me too. One of them. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, this showed up as a, just a bunch of emojis and five stars and this wonderful review. And I was like, what's going on here? And Isla was like, wait, wait, this is an Easter egg. Uh, so thanks for cracking that mystery. Uh, let's, let's hear what Jordan has to say. Titled, Get Your Drinking Bell Ready. All ready. the magic dearies. Uh, you get two for that. Thank you. <laughs> boom, boom. Do you love magic, mystery, and adventure? Are you a fan of reliving childhood stories through the eyes of an adult? Have you ever collected the still beating hearts of your worst enemies? If you answered <laughs> yes to any of these questions, you need to check out the SBC podcast. Mackie and Isla take their love for the Once Upon a Time series and their cynicism of the adult Disney life and present to the world the amazing Storybook Circus. Do yourself a favor and tune into these fun and insightful voices as they relive the amazing and cringeworthy moments that filled our lives a decade ago. 
In case you forgot, Regina still has the best costumes, Gold is still creepy as anything, and yes, Emma is still the worst. Sorry for my biases. See you at the circus. That is magnificent. Phenomenal Thank you for review. That. Thank, Thank you so you, much. Thank you, Jordan. Um, I, wow. Thank you. Like, for also, holding us to this writer. level. I know. Like, this is a good story to tell. Oh, also, uh, if anybody wants to partake in this little joke, go ahead to the podcast page, find our show. Uh, and after you're done making your own five star review, read Jordan's entry here. Uh, we made a joke a long time ago that all of our listeners of both of our podcasts follow now where anytime Isla's name appears uh, on screen, we lowercase the first, the, the I in Isla. And everybody who writes to me on my DMs, everybody who references her in Discord, it's always lowercase I. And I even in this review, lowercase I. can't Love even that. express how much that means to me because I, um, our other co-host CJ has mentioned it before. People have asked why why do you do that like that kind of right. looks like rude because you know right. names are supposed to be capitalized it's like a, and it's not that is how i prefer my name um a lot of times fonts capture the i and the l next to each other so it just looks like my name is llama and i'm not <laughs> down with that so <laughs> i just think that i have i even turned off the like auto capitalization auto yep. on my yep. phone because yep. i just love lower it fits my vibe it's my yeah, brand sure. is lowercase for some reason now, yeah. no I so like it. um if you do that just know that you are in my circle and i love and appreciate you uh and i failed by creating nope this template and have not lowercased your name on this youtube frame at least the l is different from the i so it's not just llama True. right but I'm going to lowercase it for the next episode. So watch out for that Easter egg on YouTube. You got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jordan, thank you so much for your submission to the Storybook Daily Mirror. We appreciate your contributions as always. Uh, and we look forward to future Storybrook Daily Mirror entries from all of our brookies out there who are just listening for the first time or anybody who's wanted to for a few weeks and hasn't done it yet. Um, but I guess it's now time to, so it's, we're like 17 minutes in. This is the time where it was like 40 minutes or something in the last show. We were like going, no we were going so hard. No I am so, honestly, we got so many compliments about like, I love the fact that it was three hours. It was so much fun to listen to. So you guys who have reached out to us and say that you loved that three hour episode, thank you. Cause we were both really worried about it. Yeah, <laughs> we were like, uh, oh my God, this is so long. <laughs> but it was uh, well received, which makes us really happy. So stay tuned for more three hour episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, speaking of episodes, let's talk about this one. Season one, episode 11. Uh, I'm really excited. This is a weird nerd thing. I'm really excited for when the episodes, because we move into season two, like our episode numbers and their episode numbers are not the same because we are like that far in. Is that weird? That I'm just like excited for season two to be, be like, it's going to be like episode Oh, I'm thinking to myself, like, what do you mean they're going to be different? I forgot seasons start at the beginning. <laughs> like start the yeah. numbers over. So it'll be like episode like 32 or whatever. And we'll yeah. be like, it's, it's episode you know five for them. I don't know. I'm such a nerd. I'm so weird. Um, all right. Episode 11. Uh, the name of this episode is Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. What fruit could that possibly be? Uh, January 29th. 
2012 is when this aired. It was written by Ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss. These are repeat I was going to say, is this now. a repeat? Because I feel like I've heard Ian before. So I did go look up whether or not uh, some shows, uh, they have their writers like this, like a very character-driven ensemble. They will have the same writers write the the stories that are dedicated to that same character, right? So all the Regina episodes are the same writer, all the, you know, a lot of shows do that. They certainly did that on The Good Place, um, where like characters that were like Tahani episodes or Eleanor episodes, like there was a writer that was like the Tahani writer, like the main mm-hmm. one, and then they would all contribute. I looked to see if the show did that, and they don't. They really do mix and match, which might just be a result of the studio deciding mm-hmm. which writers do what. Um, so I was seeing as like Ian Goldberg, are they the Regina people? And turns out they're not it's just like but the last episode that they did do crap i looked this up and i lost it um hold please i have it right here um geez i'm just gonna click back forever come on you can do it internet (laughs) this is embarrassing (laughs) uh well trust me it was a it was a good episode you can take my word for it I guess. Like, what What am I doing? I'm the worst house ever. Um, okay, so Ian Goldberg and Adam Cham- Andrew Chambliss did The Shepherd. They did the last Charming episode. That was episode six, was the first time that we've seen them. So this is the... This is their second episode in the whole show, yep. it looks like. Um, it is directed by Brian Spicer, uh, who is a... F- the first time we've heard that name in in our once upon a time world world um and the character backstory for this episode is the magic mirror and the evil queen slash sydney glass and regina mills uh so this synopsis for this episode is thus a dejected Sydney enlists. Remember the last time we saw Sydney, he lost the <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> the sheriff's race. Right, he's not doing too hot right now. A dejected Sydney enlists the aid of Emma to help uncover evidence that could expose Mayor Regina as the corrupt person she really is to the town people of Storybrooke. Ooh, and Mary Margaret and David continue their secret rendezvous while uh, trying to figure out a way to unleash their re- unrequited love. Whoa. Oh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on, indeed. <laughs> Hold on a second. When we last spoke, very much so, the last second of our episode, they were full on making out in the they middle were of the street. In the street. So oh, yeah. <laughs> why are we? Why are we saying this is secret? There was Tom I mean, on Main Street. Like, like everyone could see that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well, it was late. It was after the storm. I guess nobody was out. They could... I, well, that's a good question. We'll have to see if that's... Not very secret. ...addressed. Uh, okay, so in terms of uh, Enchanted Forest, right? King Leopold, who is played by such a phenomenal actor. I'm so excited to see him. Uh, he's the father of Snow White, married to the Evil Queen. He stumbles upon a magic lamp and is granted three wishes by a genie who warns the king to be careful what he wishes for. So we got some Aladdin vibes in there, right? Uh, this is this is actually really exciting because this is really starting to get into... We're going backwards now, right? So this is starting to get into... Way evil more queen, stories. Like- yeah, like pre-Evil Queen, Snow White stuff. Um, and as we start messing around with that timeline, it's going to start getting really interesting, uncovering all these questions that we had from the beginning of the season. 
So now that we have that out of the way and we know what the episode's about, we know what we're getting into here. We like to do a segment we like to call production notes. Production notes. Production notes is when we uh, go back into the Wikipedia and find all of the fun behind the scenes stuff, uh, production notes from when they were taping or when they were editing or little things from the prop department. Uh, these little tidbits that are kind of, you know, fun and give the episode a little bit of context. We have quite a few this time, not nearly as much as the two and a half pages from the last one. I don't know why that one was so extra, but uh, okay. So for this one, um, the genie's line. In my time, I have granted a thousand and one wishes, and I have seen them end poorly a thousand and one times. That's obviously a reference to the one thousand and one nights is, is the original story where Aladdin came from. Uh, in fact, in the Aladdin cartoon, the genie references Shahrazadi had a thousand tales. Uh, for the, that, that story came from Shahrazadi having to tell these stories of the prince and thieves and all that. The story uh-huh. of Aladdin to a king who was threatening to kill her if he did if she didn't entertain him so she sits down and tells him this story of a genie in a lamp and a prince who uh, robs people you know it's that whole thing that was what the whole story was made from. i don't think so i've ever even heard of like what aladdin was you know like a- so one th- yeah so 1001 nights or they, in the song arabian nights they kind of reference it to 1001 nights she's supposed to be uh, I don't remember if she's there entrapped forever or if she tells him a thousand stories or something like that to this king who's like a lunatic and going to like behead her or whatever. Um, and so she ends up making up these stories on the spot to make him happy. And I think because he says, oh, tell me another story tomorrow, I'll kill you later, that she ends up surviving because she kept him placated. Yeah. And this, and, the, and the Prince of Thieves was one of those stories, the whole genie in the lamp thing came out of her. So it was kind of a meta story in a story, and they basically pulled that story out and turned that into Aladdin. Oh, cool. So this whole Thousand and One Wishes... Um, There's an ode to that. Shahrazadi had a thousand thieves, and whatever the line is from A Friend Like Me, were all references to the original Thousand and One Night story. Um, I'm, I'm, I know there's going to be some English majors out there that are like, you are so incorrect about that. Please correct me. I, I, that's a very like cliff notes version of it. I know that that was probably super wrong, but it's something like that. (laughs) Um, It was good enough for me. (laughs) Yeah. You get the idea. Um, so this is something we normally pull out in the drinking game that we like to, uh, to play during watching the show. Shout out to Taryn, not my wife. I, do I have to hyphenate it every single time I say her name? Taryn. (laughs) Taryn, not my wife, Taryn. Taryn. Um, Tanneran. For creating, for Every time <laughs> I read her name on anything, it's Tanneran. Uh Taryn, you'll have to tell us the etymology of your name, where your name came from. Tanneran. It's spelled, spelled as such. You guys don't, nobody knows what we're talking about. So somebody in our Discord made a drinking game flyer uh, that has all the rules listed it's on it. And phenomenal. she's in our Discord. And it's so good. Uh, we're like super excited about it. Uh because we play this drinking game, and one of the things on it, very obviously, is apples. Anytime we have a whole Regina doing an apple thing. Well, they actually called out this time, like, there are some apple, specific apple references that we're going to be looking out for. When the genie meets uh, Queen Regina, she's tending to her apple tree. Reference to the poison apple. I mean, the, the, the episode's called Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. This whole episode's going to be about apples. We're going to get shwasty. <laughs> um, uh, in addition, when she's talking to Sydney in her office... 
Regina takes a red apple from the fruit bowl on the table and just looks at it. It's just like a character moment that she has. She's just all about the apple thing, right? They're going to really shove this down her throat this episode. Um, when Queen Regina, this is a little creepy. When Queen Re- Regina opens the box, there's a snake inside that could kill her in one bite. It's a reference to the story of Cleopatra, the last pharaoh of Egypt, right? Who is said to have killed herself from a, a bite of a poisonous snake because she knew that the Romans were going to come take uh, take over Egypt. So that was like a old Egyptian reference huh. to this whole snake in a box thing. Um, just some light level observations here. The, this is the first time that they reference that uh, the evil queen is named Regina, Queen Regina. They actually name her oh, in the okay. forest. Yeah. Uh, in the pawn shop, we're going to be looking out for a chess set uh, next to King Leopold. Uh, it'll be in the pawn shop. Oh, sorry. The chess set that is next to King Leopold is in the pawn shop in The Price of Gold. So this is actually really cool. So we've already talked oh, about so the marionettes. Okay. The creepy puppets that were in Price of, I think it was Price of Gold. And then the very next episode, we find out what the where the puppets came from, that the puppets were those kid parents yep. from the Jiminy Cricket thing. Um, so there's a lot of like weird little things in the pawn shop that they end up never referencing, but it will they will actually show up in the show of like where they came from. And the chess set was in Price of Gold and, it w- and he'll have been playing with it because all the stuff from the Enchanted Forest during the curse came here. And of course, since Mr. Gold is the pawn shop guy, he has you know, everything and he owns that the town. He has these like weird But he doesn't yep. know about the curse. Uh, it says it's the item that Mr. Gold hurts his head on when he's attacked by Ashley. We remember Ashley is Cinderella. So it's kind of, I love that they like randomly connect that stuff, has nothing to do with the story. I don't even know how they, people do that. Uh, tell me about it. Tell me about it. Um, let's see some hidden details here. According to the, there's going to be a slide projector, right? Showing some slides. The Storybrooks coat of arms, evidently, is an apple tree with a beehive in front of it. I love that. That's a cool, like, little detail. That, that's, that, that first of all, that Storybrooke has a coat of arms. And that the coat of arms has these little sim- symbolisms mm-hmm. from, you know. Um, so, uh, we have a, a goof, a little bit, a little one. Uh, when the genie of Agrabah enters King Leopold's chambers, he's not wearing genie bracelets because, uh, spoilers, he's freed like right at the start of the episode. When King Leopold hands him the mirror, he has the bracelets on again. I like how you call them genie bracelets. Like they're not handcuffs. I mean, that's true. They are. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, you're it's totally like a cute you're name for right. your prisoner. <laughs> for your prison, your prison bracelets. That's cute. Handcuffs, like guys. Designer. <laughs> designer handcuffs his gucci bracelet is <laughs> with the lock why is there a key and a lock on it oh it's just really high fashion uh valid point um moving right along the first oh, okay so there's some photos we're going to be looking at i i have not seen the episode yet we're going to be watching it live for the first time but uh I found four things here that said where these photos came from. So I don't even know what they're talking about. So we'll, I'm sure we'll figure it out pretty pretty easily. But it says the first photo of Emma and Henry at the playground castle. That came from Desperate Souls because they're walking. They're holding walkie talkies. Um, let me see if I can just pull up which uh, episode numbers. That. So that's episode eight. That would have been three episodes ago. Um, the second photo. Uh, there's a photo of Emma and Henry leaving Archie's office that was uh, taken in the thing you love most, which is episode two, right? When he was in therapy. 
Crazy uh, Henry. Crazy Henry. The photo of Emma and Henry walking by the Storybrooke post office was taken during Price of Gold, which is episode four. And then uh, there's a photograph of David and Mary Margaret's date by the toll bridge. These are all photos that were taken by Sydney. It says it appears in What Happened to Frederick. There's a bit of a problem here. What Happened to Frederick hasn't happened yet. What Happened to Frederick is in two episodes. Which is like this episode that every, uh, so many of these episodes up until this point reference this What Happened to Frederick episode, which is episode 13. That's going to be in two episodes. This is going to be the, I think, the climax of this David, uh, Mary Margaret, Catherine thing. Um, so I think this date by the toll bridge was misquoted here as have, having happened two two days or maybe a week from when this episode right. is happening. So it probably was the first toll bridge date when uh, he tells her to go down there and wait for me and I'll know you've made your choice. And then he comes down and is like, psych, I'm going to go back with my wife. That's probably that. They've been to the toll bridge a few times, so it doesn't have to be that one. But I don't know why it says that. The toll bridge, little... not bridge. The toll, or not troll tolls. bridge. <laughs> for dolls. Uh, and that was our production notes. Production notes. Um, so now, bef- right before we get into watching the episode, uh, we like to do a section called What's in the Hatch? Once Upon a Time shares executive producers uh, with Lost, um, Adam Horowitz and Edward Kitsis, are both executive producers, longtime friends of Damon Lindelof. They worked on Lost a lot. They asked Damon Lindelof a lot about making this show, and they created this show very. It very much is created with the same blood and the same vibe as Lost, just not with the same content. So we do get a lot of flashbacks and, like you know, a lot of uh, the way that the characters evolve. They they're doing character backstories on everything. It flows very much like Lost. Uh, well, they hide Easter eggs all over these episodes. Um, so what's in the hatch is when we talk about the specific Lost Easter eggs in this episode. There's a lot of numbers here. If anybody's a Lost fan, you know that the, the Lost numbers are very much a, a through line of the lore here. So this is a case where we have a lot of those numbers uh, in this episode. Um, a box from the Hall of Records. It's in aisle eight, section four. Okay, if you don't know what the Lost numbers are, it's a four, eight, 15, 16, 22, 23, and then some 40 numbers that I never remember. 42? <laughs> it's like 40. Two or something, yeah. Um, and then all of those numbers combined equal 108. So then 108 also becomes a numbers. Um, within Lost, these are numbers attached to... You know what? I won't even tell you because it's kind of a spoiler. So There's go find a lot. it. Go watch Lost. You need yeah. to watch Lost. But those numbers basically show up in everybody's life. Everybody who's stranded on the island. The, the numbers randomly appear all over the it's place. Like 812. Yeah, they're all like magical. 815. A15. <laughs> Oceanic A15. Uh, okay, so the, the box from the Hall of Records is in aisle eight, section four. Four and eight are obviously two of the numbers. Regina's secret meeting in the woods. It takes place on Access Road 23. Emma crashes her police cruiser into a sign where the roads are numbered four and 23. And Emma's printout mentions the address Dominion Street unit four so this one is we've always talked about the fact that we keep seeing numbers show up but none of them are the lost numbers and we're like why y'all like license plates like all these things yeah. like you could have put them in well they threw the kitchen sink at this episode so <laughs> uh we're gonna do our best to try and hit them all point those out can't I, promise I, it 
I have never hit them all in any episode because I'm doing the sound effects and it's it's a it's just a mess. <laughs> but I'll try and hit as many as I can. Speaking of sound effects, let's talk about this for a second. So obviously you've figured out that I really like sound effects. You've 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 heard this by now. Well, we have a couple new ones, uh, and I don't know if we'll get a chance to use them in this episode, but hopefully we'll get a chance to use them soon. Uh, but I want to show you what they are so that we just know that they're here and we're going to wait for the right opportunity to use them. Ladies and gentlemen, if you like New Girl, Jessica Day. If you feel things getting sexual, just say, shut, shut it, it down. down. Uh, so we're going to we're going to use that one for I, we had these moments of like Graham and Regina and like these weird or like Graham kissing Emma in the He's street. So that would have been a moment to just be like, if you feel things getting sexual, right? just say, shut, shut it, it down. down. Uh, so that's one for like a week, like a, like, okay, David and Mary market OTP. Like we know that they're, that's one true pairing right there, you know? So that's never going to feel awkward or weird. There's definitely going to be some connections. Don't feel good. That's where we're going to use that. And the, and speaking of things that don't feel good, things that just generally don't feel good. Isla made a, a huge contribution to the sound effects bank this week. Uh, we will be giving people some kind of honorary gross out award or we have to figure out what to name this but here here it is for anyone who's been living under a rock and doesn't don't know what that is that is uh made famous by tiktok my all-time favorite tiktok sound <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty great sound to use, but we have to figure out what this is. If, if uh, anybody would like to submit to the Storybook Daily Mirror, this would be a very appropriate submission. What are we going to name what we give that sound effect to? They, they, I want some kind of award, some kind of like you get the blah, blah, blah award. Mm -hmm. and, then they, and then we play that sound effect with it for, you know what I mean? I think the shut it down is self-explanatory, but oh no needs a little, bit of, a little bit of love. So if you have any ideas for that, you can call us at the number. I'll give it to you once again, just in case you missed it the first time. 207-536-8512. We got Instagram. We got email. They're all at the end of the show. You'll hear them there. And with that, that's our pre-show. Hey, we did it. We did it. We did it. Um, by the way, we also, we have one extra sound effect before you XOXO out. I forgot. And it's this. We're going to clink our glasses together when we find those production notes. It's important that we actually are like, oh, there's the thing that we blabbered about in the yes. episode. Uh, so everybody, you know, we're going to raise a glass and just do a little little clink toast. Raise a glass. There you go. There you go, Hamilton lovers. There you get you get a little show. <laughs> I love your under your breath singing is my favorite. You're gonna get this copywritten on YouTube for that. I know that's why I'm whispering. I don't want to <laughs> whisper singing. <laughs> well, YouTube, we will say goodbye for now. And if you want to catch the rest of the show, you can find it on your favorite podcast app. For the rest of us, let's get into the show. There'll be more of us telling the story of tonight. <laughs> let's have another round tonight. <laughs> I wish I was still taping video. Let's have another round tonight. Oh my god. Okay, 7.15. Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. You ready? Here we go. To the newly not poor of us. It's the best part. It's the best part of that song. All right, before we begin, no recap this week. It just cold starts, right? Oh. It's kind of crazy. Oh. But here we are. Uh, and as always, we have our title card, which features... 
uh, genie coming out of the lamp. I mean, honestly, we don't need a recap of last week. We That's true. I'm still yeah. reeling from what we... Oh my god, last week, that kiss. Alright, what do we see? What do we see? We gotta describe it for the people here. Is that Henry? That's Henry. Practicing safety with his helmet? A guy, safe bike riding. Oh my god, Emma's wearing a blue leather jacket. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that a... It is a thing. When it's not not the red one, we... Yeah. If she's not wearing her red jacket. I hope we made mm-hmm. a good call with that and we didn't just like weirdly pin we're ourselves good. into a corner. We're, we're, we're gonna go with it. We're uh, we are at the playground where uh uh-huh, right, the walkie talkie picture and stuff. Like this is where mm-hmm. they first bonded in that first episode. Oh, the storm. Okay, we can ruined fix it. I'll talk to Marco. You think it's still here? What are you looking for? My book. How did you bury it here? So my mom doesn't find it. Smart. Putting it under your mattress wasn't good enough? That's the first place the evil queen would look. How about leaving it with me? That's the second place. <laughs> this kid is so smart. I love He's him. He's so smart. Go here. Good. So your mom doesn't know about the castle? No. This is our secret. Love that. <gasps> oh, so cute. Henry! Not anymore. Henry! Okay, well. I've been looking everywhere for you. You know you have a session with Archie this morning. I've known he was with you. Because you're crazy. Now. Crazy Henry. You let him play here? The storm hit it hard, but we can fix it. Well, can you fix a cracked cranium? Because that's what you'll have on your hands if one of these boards collapses under his weight. You're not thinking about Henry or his safety. Just Henry weighs like eight me. pounds. Yeah, seriously, calm down. Miss Swan, don't let your feelings cloud your judgment. People can get hurt. What's that supposed to mean? You're the sheriff now. It's time to be responsible. You're like the same age. This bothers me so much about Regina. Yeah, you're you're totally right. Don't let my feelings cloud my judgment. That's all Regina ever does. Yeah, it it feels very undermining and weird that. I mean, I wonder. I if... get she's the evil queen and she needs to like have control over everything, but the way that she talks to Emma sometimes, I'm like, yeah, she's not like your teen daughter that had a baby like you adopted her child so i i get yeah. that to an extent but i don't know sometimes she says stuff and i'm like that's really annoying well also i wonder if regina uh because don't forget when regina came to this town emma was an infant so regina i think still feels superior like you know when you see like a kid and then they're grown yeah. up and they're like a teenager everybody's older, 12 you're yeah. like oh well you're just a 10 year old i wonder if she still sees her as like a vulnerable child because in her right. real world she wasn't even an adult so they're not really the same age even though they are you know but, but now i wonder it's weird. if in her head that she can't lower herself to peer level yeah. and she's the evil queen so she wouldn't anyway but because she's definitely giving some some teen vibes, like like she's uh, like a teen babysitter who's messing yeah. up babysitting her kid or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I totally pick up on those vibes. She's just upset because you and Henry have a special place, and she she doesn't. How'd you find out about the castle in the first place? She knows everything about this town. She's the mayor. I was gonna say it's a small town. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's the one playground in oh. the entire town. Mary Margaret is currently getting a text message from David Nolan that says, we need to talk, meet at our spot. And wow, then he'll send a follow-up message that says, it's it's a toll bridge. Remember, it's the toll bridge, right? <laughs> this phone. You mean this Nokia we all used to play Snake on? Yo, this yeah. is like the OG Nokia, legit. <laughs> wow. This. <laughs> and don't forget, don't forget, this show 
was supposed to, as we learn later, take place in the exact present time. The season premiere, series premiere, took place on October 3rd, 2011, and it's supposed so to be in the So that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make any sense at all. Why would she have this old-ass phone in 2011 when, like, iPhone iPhones 4 or 5 thing. or something would have been out already? I yet? didn't have one. Hold I on. had an Octane, but they were a thing iphone 2011 i want to know which one was out it's like the 4. 4s the 4s yeah, see wow, and this bitch cool. walking around with a nokia snake phone what yeah no. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense or maybe it's like the this little bit of the trapped in the time vortex thing but why wouldn't okay why wouldn't emma be like yo what's up with that archaic phone why why do you have a brick and like you how might long well... did it take david to type out that text because we all know t9 <laughs> one two three one two three like <laughs> Like, it's you're not so even right. abbreviated, which is crazy. No, yeah. You used to skip letters all the time. Yo, you're so right. Why it's did they two, talk about that? T-O and, and not two? Not the number at, two? A-T, not... And the at sign? Ads, yeah. What, uh, what, what is, is this texting numbers, technique, whatever David? This David. Is a, this is poor texting technique. That's I know. Every, look, Be more efficient. Two minutes into the episode, go look at that freeze frame and tell us what you think, because this is absurd. <laughs> Everything okay? Yeah, I just need to go. Look at yeah, Are you eligible for an upgrade, Mary You need Margaret? to go buy a phone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. See the effect she has on Henry. I wish everyone else did, too. They, they do. Ooh, sly. I congratulate. Bro, your is drunk. he drinking? Yo, he yeah. is, he is okay. sloshy right now. You see that? Uh, let's give a quick shout out. Giancarlo Esposito playing Sidney Glass. This okay. I don't know if you guys know the masterclass of acting you're watching. This guy is incredible. He play he's he's for anybody who has been watching these Disney Plus shows recently. Giancarlo Esposito is the one who plays oh what the hell's his name? Uh the one who's chasing Baby Yoda in Mandalorian. Moff Gideon, Moff Gideon. He plays Moff Gideon in Mandalorian. He's incredible. He's been in stuff oh for, my. for ages. Oh, yeah. Dude. He captures the bebe. Yeah. He's he's amazing. And he, he ages very well. Very, very well. He's very seasoned. I love the way that he his his lines drip with pretext that you don't know. You know, you it feels oh gosh, very like the same person. It's crazy how that comes together, right? Yeah. So, um, Anyway, I just wanted to give a quick shout out because he's a dope actor and go check wow, out his other yeah. work. He's incredible. Sydney, you want a side of bacon with that whiskey? Oh. Show this town who the mayor really is. I can help. It's going to be kind of hard to do from inside her pocket. The mayor and I are done. Mm-hmm. Sure you are. She got me fired from the paper. She made a fool of me in the election. So I started working on an expose on the mayor's office, and I found something she didn't want found. This is why you don't piss off journalists, right here. I know, right? Because they're really good at—they're really good at uncovering skeletons in the closet. You know? Sydney, you're drunk. Go home, sleep it off. Be grateful that you don't have to answer to her anymore. Call me. Storybook deserves to know the truth about her. I love, I love these, like, sly, you know, I got the inside scoop, you know? Oh, nice. That was a good transition. Uh, Do we have a good transition sound? 
Oh, did we forget? Do we want to? No, clink? we didn't come up with anything. Do we want to clink a toast to the production crew for a good transition sound? As well, because production notes, production things, yeah. transitions yeah. count as production. Yeah. So, yeah. clink your glasses, y'all, for a, was a good one. transition. We get, well, basically, we went from Sydney to... He's the genie. Spoilers. He's the genie. Like, that's <laughs> that's really what's going on here. Uh, but it went from face to face in the mirror. I really liked that. So he has his handcuffs, bracelets on. Oh, shit. Did you see this? Okay. This is the first time I think we've ever really visualized this. 323. Um, oh, my gosh. He's in... This is from inside the lamp. In the lamp. That's crazy. That we're seeing this giant person, he can see out of the wow. roof of this room. We're actually seeing the living quarters, like, inside the lamp. That's dope as hell. Yeah, you hear the stomp, and then you see out the top. This is cool. I don't think I've ever really seen anybody show that. Here we go. What is this? Clanking around. That's amazing. And then he rub. I love everybody's like rubbing it to like, oh, let me clean this off. Oh, shoot, a genie. <laughs> right. You awakened the genie of Agrabah. You're entitled to three wishes. No more, no less. But you must know <laughs> this magic has its limits. You cannot wish for life nor death. You cannot wish for love. You cannot wish for more wishes. And once spoken, a wish cannot be undone no matter what the consequences. <laughs> so... Tell me a first wish. He's like from New York. Yeah, I'm He's over it like, too, man. I get it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. So much. Hmm. Uh. <laughs> hmm. I cannot think of a single thing I desire. I have everything I need. I seek nothing Must more than nice. the happiness of all who set foot in my kingdom. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's over it. <laughs> You are in my kingdom, and yet you seem unhappy. I have served as genie of the lamp for longer than you've been alive. Life as a genie is not as magical as it may appear. So you wish to be free? More than anything. Then I know my first wish. I wish you to be free. There go the bracelet handcuffs. Look at that. Can it be? Am I truly free? You're the genie, you tell me. There are two more wishes left in the lamp. What will you do with them? For my second wish... I wish to give my third and final wish to you. Wow. In my time, I have granted a thousand and one wishes. Thousand and one. Clink your glass. And I've seen them end poorly a thousand and one times. Making a wish comes with a price. I feel like that's a drink. Uh, uh, it's not magic, yes. but yes, we're giving it. We're giving the price. Yes. We're gonna drink that one. And that is why I will never use this wish. Uh, these two wishes. You are a man of wisdom, genie. Now tell me, what will you do with your freedom? Find the one thing I've always desired that my prison has kept from me: true love. Then you must come join me at my palace. I am certain you will find it there. Come, meet my family. This is okay. the nicest old white dude I think I've ever met in my life. So I feel like it's not a spoiler because we're going to find out in like 10 minutes. 
and we already talked about it in the production notes. King Leopold is Snow White's father. He was in the most benevolent king in the entire of the Enchanted Forest kingdoms. He's like the most amazing nice guy. No ulterior motives. Was just like lived like while he lived, his kingdom went no wars and he was like the perfect king. And Snow White coming out of that, being raised by King Leopold, that's why Snow White is the way that she is, always doing good, always with this like, you know, hero heart and Mary Margaret, you know. She came from that. Um before we even move on from that, King Leopold is played by a guy by the name of Richard Schiff, another master, masterful actor for many, many decades. His most famous credit is one of my favorite shows of all time was the show The West Wing. Do you know about this show? Is that the pol- the president show? Yes, it's one of them. It's It's Aaron Sorkin's... It's coming back. TV show. What? Really? They're doing like a yes. I mean, they did. They did a like a reunion episode. Oh, is that what it was? I thought they, they did were a re- doing like a. They were bringing it back. They did a reunion. They're all very old. They did a reunion episode um, for for election for like how important it is to vote on vote. election day, and oh, it was on okay. HBO Max, and the entire cast, with the exception of the people who have passed came back and performed the episode as a stage play it was a a thing to see aaron sorkin's writing aaron sorkin is the single best television writer in our lifetime period no cap easily uh the west wing was his baby like it was the thing that he was probably the most famous for on television at least he wrote he did a sports night and he also did stage plays. He did 12 Angry Men. These are all like really big deals in those respective fields. But the West Wing went on for a really long time. Jed Bartlett, one of the best presidents on screen, not a perfect president, but like one of the best depictions of the White House and the and the way that that role could be flawed and still be a leader and still be inspiring. Uh, if at any point you ever feel really crummy about politics, Start watching The West Wing. It's it is such a beautiful, hopeful view of the way that politics could be run in this country. That is not without corruption, not without uh, issues, but still, one of the biggest things that come out of that show is that his staff is very, very loyal to him. And at certain points, like when the hard decisions have to get made, all the senior staff is in a room together, and they all say. I serve at the pleasure of the president. They go around the room and every single person says it and you're like crying. It's like one of those shows that's like really dramatic and really pulls on your heartstrings. And Martin Sheen is the president for that duration of time. Jimmy Smith is in it. Uh, um, Richard Schiff plays the, oh God, I forget what role he has. He's basically the chief writer, right? He's, he's the senior staff member that writes all of the speeches and Rob Lowe got his most of his fame from the West Wing because he played a guy named Sam Seaborn, who was the deputy uh, communications chief. Right. So so Rob Lowe was Richard Schiff's assistant, basically, where he wrote the scripts and, and Richard Schiff's character decides the flow and the way that things should be said. So in the entire show is about him being a word artist, like about him crafting words really well. So I know of Richard Schiff as this like master linguist, 
Like that's what he, you know what I mean? He's like an expert of the yeah. English language. So to watch him on this show when I saw that he was going to be in it, it's crazy that he's playing Leopold. It's like beautiful, benevolent king who's like just so kind to everyone. Uh, his character on the show on the West Wing is like a crabby, angry New York Jew. <laughs> He's so angry the whole show. He's just super grumpy. And so to see this juxtaposition is just incredible. Anyway, watch The West Wing. It's on HBO. I might be on Netflix. I mean, if you ever needed to care and feel better about politics, watch The West Wing. Anyway, anyway, I digress a lot. Um, King Leopold, Snow White's dad, don't forget, the first reference that we've seen to Snow White's dad is the one scene that we got when the queen... He and was dead. Snow are are grieving over his death. So now we're going backwards to we see him alive, and we don't know how far back this is yet. But he crosses over with the genie of Agrabah, which is kind of weird. But we'll figure out why. <laughs> that was a long side road, but worth it. Trust me, the West Wing is incredible. <laughs> Your palace is as lovely as you are kind. Oh, it's more than kindness, my friend. There this she is. is my beautiful daughter, Snow. All right, so at least we have a little bit of a timeline. She is the current Mary Margaret that we know. She's So she is a fully grown adult. Right. She's not like a teenager or a kid or something. So at least we know she's probably at least a teenager, I suppose, like a 20, you know, 19. Yeah. 20. How do you do? And Regina, my wife, the queen. Regina, my wife. She's grabbing apples off the tree. Hello. This music score. Beautiful. To like reveal that Regina is Snow's like mother somehow. So like we know that she can't be her actual mother. So it has to be right. her stepmother. So it's just like, but like that reveal is like, what? Is this a twin? Is this like, what is going on? It's also the first time that the queen like for real smiled <laughs> like a pretty, like a princess, you know? <laughs> And now we're back in Story Rock where the playground is the being castle. destroyed yeah. because somehow Regina already hey, got together the construction crew to tear home. down another one of her kids' dreams. Like how? Like that so she just found out about it and the next day it's being demolished. Yeah. Like that's crazy. It's not even the next day. It's like literally. It two probably hours later. is they probably just let yeah, you're right. It's probably the same Turn day. The whole thing down. Also, your book is still in demand. My book, it's gone. Or not? Oh. Also, he's got that cool little peacoat in again. Madam Mayor, you destroyed the thing he loves—a dangerous thing that can only hurt Henry and others. You see me as a villain, Yo. Swan, but that's just your perception, and you're wrong. This is so gaslighting. triggeringly gaslighting. Holy crap! How do you get to get away with doing something so bad, but having this perfectly packaged excuse for why you're only looking out for her? This is for my son's safety. Uh, no, you're a bitch. The ga- I need a gaslighting sound effect. I need some, like, a big explosion flame or something for when she gaslights, because she Not does it too often. Not even a big explosion, just the flick of a lighter. A flick of a lighter. We'll do a sound effect, and I'm telling you what, I'm making an executive decision on this one. Regina gaslights people. Get a drink. Because she's yeah. going to do it a lot. Or any character gaslighting, really. Like, to try and hide their villainous... We hate gaslighting. We hate... We really hate gaslighting. We're going to move on before we start ranting, but it's not okay. Learn your place in this town, or soon enough you won't be in it. Mm. That is a threat. 
I feel like that's I feel like that's Regina and Emma square off. That's on the list. That was a good square off because she was threatening. Yeah. She like shouldered up, you know? Okay, okay wait. Hi. There is a, a glitch in in the simulation. Emma's phone also sucks too. What? Okay. Alright. Yeah. It's rewind time. Let's, let's let's look at this again. Let's really inspect this prop here. She at least has a smartphone, I think. Is it? She's dialing. That looks like an like an iPhone three. Or is it a BlackBerry? Or a BlackBerry? Yeah. Oh, that's true. BlackBerry would no. BlackBerry was still, was the BlackBerry still around in two thousand eleven? I think so, but they were dying. BlackBerry. Uh, how did BlackBerry die? When did BlackBerry die? That's what I want to know. Uh, I it doesn't say. I if on the Wikipedia it says. Release date operating says it says uh, it's currently still a company, so it doesn't say that it died. Like it's still, like it, but it did. Let's come on. Let's let's be honest here. What did they call? What do you message on BlackBerry? Uh, I don't remember. Bart had a BlackBerry. He it talks like about a, it. Isn't BlackBerry the one that you chirp? It, Is it chirping? It? Oh, that was Nextel. That was Nextel, the like no. walkie-talkie feature. You do something on BlackBerry. I forget what it is, though. You're right. You're totally right. It's it their had, version like, a, of iMessage. Yeah, it had a proprietary messaging thing. I don't remember. We're off track again. But, I know. Uh, but that looks I don't like know. something. I, that doesn't look very iPhone-ish. I think you described it right. There's a glitch in this Matrix simulation somehow. Yeah. <laughs> somehow. Sydney. Hi. I'm in. I want everyone to know who she really is. You know oh, these writers oh. were like, that's going to be in the trailer. Let's make her oh, say man. that in the trailer. <laughs> Here's the toll bridge. Oh my gosh, wait, hold on. This is the first time they're actually on a bridge? Oh, that's true. They're actually on a bridge that says toll bridge. Good point. But again, where's the toll? That's true. No toll. He's probably under the bridge. Oh, you said toll. <laughs> I mean, right? That's like that TikTok where they describe something and then you go, no, it's not this. It's yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, for real. This is kind of strange, but okay. Follow me. Oh, boy. I rented us a room in Motel 6. I know, like, You're are scaring you running away to go knock on each other again? And the wine's getting warm. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Guys, what we're looking at is a romantic picnic on the rocks. Okay, Wine. wait a second. First of all, it's not romantic yet. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Because this is we have infidelity. Rules. We have rules. We have rules. And this is against the rules. But I'm just thinking, again, okay, so me, I'm not thinking once upon a time. I'm like Josh Dallas and Ginny Goodwin get to have another on-screen date for their future children. Like, I'm still in the, like, the real actors falling in love mindset. Okay. But you're right. You're right. We're not supposed to root for this yet. We do not approve of this. Yeah, we we have very strict rules about this kind of thing, and this this adultery is, is not something that we let slide. That's yeah. in, on the Storybook Circus. Yes, accurate. This has been your public service announcement from Mike Macchiano. So I don't know how we're going to deal with this scene because it's going to. I know. This is, oh, oh <laughs> my god. Oh my god. <laughs> That is a, okay. We got some. We got some kissing here. I hate this is weirdly, not acting. Weirdly, okay. <laughs> Can we stop pausing on the kissing? Nope. Uh, weirdly <laughs> narrating the things in the visuals because this is an audio podcast. I have to be like, 
Okay, they're really kissing. They're really getting in there. I can see, <laughs> I can see throats. This is incredible. Like it's, it's not it's even a lot. acting at this point. Okay, so I just reminded a little bit. So we're gonna we're gonna see how much of this we're gonna really inspect if this Great. is really acting or not. You ready? <laughs> it's important. And the wine's getting warm. That look too. Her eyes. <laughs> I have to stop doing this. We <laughs> just started doing it. Oh my god! This kissing is really being ruined by this horrible dialogue. I mean, it's it's the right dialogue. The, the script is not a problem, but like what they have to make them say it, it is giving me bad chills. Like I'm uncomfortable. I hate it. We will tomorrow. We have to figure out what we're doing. We will tomorrow. Okay, tomorrow. Grammy. That's what. Uh, yeah. It's... But you're right. This kissing is not acting. You're totally right. That's not. I'm sweating. Like, I'm glad we got out of that. That was not I am, good. <laughs> I'm always heavy breathing with the with those two. I know. It's so bad. Is Emma directly under her parents making it, out? Okay, right it really looked like she drove. Dir- I think it was just a crafty transition. Okay. Yeah, it was. It's them meeting, but it looked like she was directly under them. All making right. out. How many sketchy I'm places listening. does this town have? That's a good question. Because, th- again, this place is freaking huge, and then sometimes it's super tiny, so I don't get it, but I guess a few? I don't know. <laughs> this is like a giant storm drain pipe right. in the middle of the... It's weird. Yeah, I don't know where, where this is. So what do you know about her? 50000 Sorry. Fifty grand out of the budget is missing. I thought he was asking for fifty thousand dollars. I was like, "What, bro?" You're getting a little steep there. Regina is responsible. That's it. That's what you have on her. The money is just a tip of the iceberg. We figure out what she's doing, and it all falls apart. It all crumbles, and we'll finally learn her secrets. You see what she is. I see it. All we need is a crack in the mirror to show everyone. I'm going to call drink on this. I was just going to say that's a drink. What's your plan? Tap her phone. GPS her car. Hack into her email. Dip into your bail bonds person bag of tricks. No. I'm sheriff now. I have to be responsible. I want to do this by the book. She's going to know that you're on to her sooner than later. Are you prepared for her wrath? Oh, yeah. Good. Because I wasn't. If you thought she was so terrifying, how did you allow yourself to end up in her pocket? Good question. Very I good used to question. I think she was a different person. Why? Ooh, that was cryptic. Mm-hmm. No gifts are required to mark this special day. For they all pale in comparison to the greatest gift of all, my daughter Snow. Heather. Heather, you make me blush. Every day I look upon your face, and I am reminded of your dearly departed mother. Okay, so then we get actual confirmation of what this lineage here is. Regina, my wife, your dearly departed mother. We're getting some connections between Step what's mom. going on. And she's got this beautiful white dress on. I get it. 
Also, I was making fun of King George's stupid lady dress that he was wearing in his at his castle. And I think Leopold's outfit looks real dope. Like, it looks more kingly, I think, you know? Yeah. It's like still has bedazzled jewels and stuff everywhere, but it just, I don't know, King George. I think it's just because he's creepy. Like King George's, but. Who like you? She looks great. Truly was the fairest in all the land. You could, you could at least clink for that. Because like Snow White, there's no land there. I mean, pour one out. Dang that moon. She looks so stunning. I know. Lana Perea is just as I'm like this. I'm confused right now, but I'm trying to ride it out. Why? Not Let's talk about it. Mood. I don't know if it's a spoiler, but like, why was she ever in love with the king? Because this would. They will go. If Regina it. was truly evil the whole entire time, she wouldn't care. I just hit my microphone. She wouldn't <laughs> care if he loved his daughter. And her mother more mm-hmm. than he loves Regina. Like, why is she so upset by this right now? You know what I mean? Um, okay, so part of that answer. Sorry, one of my hard drives was just wigging out and I was making sure it wasn't going to explode. Um, part of that answer, they do get into a lot of that stuff. Because, not a spoiler, they are going to go further back than where we are now. Um we're going to we're going to really unpack how Regina got involved with Leopold in the first place even further back than that how Regina and Snow even met in the first place like we're going Like gonna, I know why Regina hates Snow. Right. I remember that. But they get I just into don't the origin like, story between Regina and Leopold though. They okay, get into all right, that. Thank you. Right. Yeah. Cuz right now I'm like you should not care. Yeah, so she about this, how he feels about you. Part of why I'm saying that she looks so stunning uh is because for those of you who can't see or haven't seen the episode yet, she's in this very beautiful light. What is this? Like a blue dress. Mm-hmm. I mean, tits out again for Regina costume. She just love showing this girl off. She a looks lot. great. Okay. She looks amazing. She's got this beautiful crown on her hairs up. Her makeup is all very light. Everything is light and pretty. They are trying to visually force feed you that she is not. No part of her is evil right now. They would do something to indicate to you visually that where her head is and that is them without having to force it into the script to say this is pre-evil queen you know what i'm saying so like now i think i'm just so we we have to kind of place this in the oh this is the first time because this is the first time ever that we're that we are in pre-evil queen territory Mm-hmm. And they very kind of glazed over it, which I do think is a little bit of a writing problem. I think they should give us a little bit more context, at least to tell us where we are in the world, because the time keeps skipping around so much. They really should give us like a lamppost or something to to a flagpole, I guess, to to give us a visual reference or or temporal reference. Um, the costume is the best that we have. Uh, that big smile she gave when she turned around when they big they did the reveal. We're supposed to be getting the idea that she's just a bystander here you know she's she's just a background character that we're trying to find out about and uh in this episode i believe before the end of this episode going into some future episodes because i believe this is not the only leopold baxter i think we're gonna keep repeating going back into it the way we do with david and mary margaret uh 
this scene we're about to watch is going to start opening up a can of worms that will answer some of those in-between questions. Okay. So yeah, we'll, we'll get there. No one seems to notice my absence. <laughs> I noticed. Well, spoilers. There Such you go. a lovely tree. That damn music. Come yes, on. it's from my childhood garden. You know what's up. <laughs> well, the tree and I share something in common. Neither of us can leave the palace, and neither of us truly belongs. This voice, too. I told you about Lana Perea's acting skills. She is a completely so different person. Oh, I, I, I'm enamored by her. Just her skills. You know what I mean? To be able to yeah, play... she's very talented. Different versions of the evil queen. Different versions of Regina. A mom, a friend, a evil villain. So like many she, roles oh. in one human being. Yeah, it's incredible. Layers like an onion. Mm-hmm. Very no matter how hard I try to please the king, he will never love me the way he loved his first wife. I'm trapped by the memory of a life they used to share. Which is super sad. I know about being trapped more than anyone. <laughs> Maybe this will lift your spirits. So you see yourself the way I see you. And how do you see me? As the fairest in all the land. I feel like that's a drink. She's looking in a mirror. And she's looking in a mirror. Okay, so man. Big questions, right? Obviously, we know Sidney Glass. We've already seen him uh, in the Enchanted Forest. He's the freaking mirror. So you're telling me, right? I mean, we've we've already got the pieces put together that the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall mirror is also the genie from Agrabah. <laughs> She's the same like, dude. And that shows just shows how truly evil she becomes. Bingo. That the first truly nice person to see her she traps she traps down the line and not yeah. yet but you know it's gonna happen yeah and so and this is why i love this this po- uh, version of storytelling because we already have some fragments of future elements told to us because we've seen sydney glass as the mirror as the mirror so we and now know we're seeing him as the genie. at some point between what we're looking at right now and what we've seen happens in the future He's going to become that. And so, and, you know, even the layers beyond that, we've already seen at some point Regina becomes this, like, soft-spoken little beautiful princess and turns into evil queen who wants to kill everybody. Like, how is the big question? How do these two characters go from here to there? That's beautiful storytelling as far as I'm concerned because if this was a book... And you were given this information where you see the end, you go back to the beginning, this classic, people call that the Tarantino version of, of movie, of filmmaking, mm-hmm. right? Where you show the end and then you show how did this character get there, um, which obviously happened, was created way before Tarantino, but he's the one who does that in all his movies, made it famous. I think that this would make you be like, I have to read every chapter in this book until I figure out how that got from here to there. You know I, I mean? Yeah. I love that. It makes me want so much more information. And that is, one, again, one of the reasons why I say that the show is not as bad as everybody says that it is. Literally, it's, the most famous movie, The Sixth Sense. Yeah. You watch that whole movie, you finish it, and you go, I need to restart it. Oh, uh, yeah. 
Yeah. What did I miss? Which is which is good storytelling. It means that the person got you so interested that you need to either keep watching or re-ingest all of the content over again because you, you need to fill in the gaps and stuff. So this Bro- episode is job. asking us, we have two questions now. Why? Why, yeah. Did this all happen and how? Because how do you go from this to that? Yeah. And we do we see a little bit of it in this episode, but I think they do extend it beyond if I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. I always love a good do you catch this in shows? I always love a good a good lip look. Do you do you yeah. follow this every time when a it's usually a woman which is upsetting, but they do do it with with men too where they're like purposefully looking at each other's lips and then look back up at their eyes. Yeah, it's I called like bedroom eyes. Those moments. I thought That's that just referred to like squinting, but is that like looking at lips though specifically? Oh, no, no, no. That like that move that would refer to that yeah oh okay i because that move specifically i'm like oh yeah like that that gets me really intrigued as to like if you can hear the bound chicka wow wow in the background (laughs) those are bedroom eyes but i think there's like a look of why are you being so nice to me and then there's like a take your claws off and those are those are There's very different similar levels looks. to it, but the one that she just gave was, I am going to kiss your face right now, but I cannot yeah. because I am married to King Leopold. Right. And you are just this random ass genie that just showed up. And I thought she was going to do it for a second, to be honest. <laughs> I get legit. She looked like she was about to lean in. <laughs> like, how does he come, how does that he go from this cool genie to... This dork. And, and he's toad. And he plays them so well. He plays yeah. this like, he looks like my dad. Like, I feel like he's just like, you know what I mean? Like, just like yeah. somebody's dad who's just like, I'm going to use my skills of looking at books mm-hmm. to get this get this lady off. The, you know, like, I don't know. I love it. Does three weeks ago sound right? Yeah. Why? Because those records are missing. And there's something I'd like to talk to. Hi, Sydney. Hey, we're just doing some work. I think we may have found something on Regina. Interesting work. Oh, I approve. You want to go buy the book? Let's get a warrant. What judge are we going to find that she doesn't own? We're screwed. Or there's my way. I want to do this right, Sydney. Well, what's right is exposing her. Sometimes doing a bad thing for a good reason is okay, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe you're doing something wrong, but if it's what's meant to be, if it's what's right, does that really make you a bad person? Oh, okay. We're projecting. <laughs> I love her nervous talks, oh, too. You she's doing a whole lot of rationalizing. Kind of cute. Look <laughs> what she's done to you, to me, to your son. I mean, it's not going to stop. So whatever you do, you got to do something. Okay. Let's start by talking to her. And just what are you and the disgraced ex-reporter accusing me of? Excuse me? $50,000 was transferred out of a city account by you. Well, as mayor, I'm involved in many transactions. Check the public records if you have questions. That's the thing. They're missing from three weeks ago. You have any idea what happened to them? Well, if they're missing, I probably check them out as my job often requires me to do. And if they were checked out three weeks ago, well, that means they burned in a fire. In a fire that, if I recall, got you elected sheriff. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. She has an answer to everything, and it's, like, perfectly packaged and, like, airtight alibi. It it is, uh, what do they call that? A... 
I learned this term in a movie. It's a it's what perfect they, storm. No, it's what they call. It's something of evidence, uh, orgy of evidence. I think it's called. It's when it's when you have too much evidence that is all points to the same place too perfectly. It's been staged. Oh. I think is like a CSI thing. Is if you have too much, then it's too it's too obvious. Mm-hmm. Then it's too perfect. Before we continue, let's just call it how friggin' bomb. Emma's hair looks right now. Yeah, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Perfect curls coming out Fits. of this beanie. Yeah. Yo, cosmetology. Yeah. Yeah. makeup. Phenomenal job. Thank you, guys. Woof. Great job. So good. Am I squaring off again? Okay. There's nothing for us to do. Let's go, Sydney. Emma. That was, no, like, she's that was a good square off. It's Emma's Just turn. That was your plan? <laughs> I thought you were going to do something. I did. I planted a bug. You win, Sydney. Let's do whatever it takes. Dirty. Like it. I like it's a very it. obvious bug. Yeah, seriously. It's a big giant speaker with a light on it. You called for me, Your Majesty. I have reason to believe my wife's heart belongs to another man. Your heart belongs to another woman. That was quick. Certainly the queen would never stray, Your Majesty. Hmm. And yet her diary suggests otherwise. Inappropriate. (laughs) Yeah. Boundaries. Last night a man gave me a gift. And though it was but a simple mirror, it awakened feelings in me that I abandoned long ago. Ooh. Hope for love. Ooh. And companionship. Even though I am trapped in my husband's court. Okay. If she was that unhappy, that definitely wasn't the first time that she's mentioned bad shit about her living experience, right? I'm sorry. If that triggered you so bad, there's way other issues that you have to deal with. I mean, as most uh, examples of infidelity are, the 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 action uh, happens long after the actual root of the problem, right? Right. So this is a lot of triggering stuff right now i wish i could enjoy it so much because i actually like this like her being trapped and not that whole argument of like he'll, he'll never love me as much he loved his first wife and it's like it's sad but it's the bad it's you're still in. not a reason like, no, no 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 it's it's and it's not justification but i understand this this the sadness part of it right and so i'm like in the shortest distance to happiness, right, is, oh, I wish you could be appreciated. And then this guy comes along. I'm like, no, not like that. Like, I wish it could have. Like, right. I, I wish you could get happiness without having to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> and the same thing for David and Mary Margaret. I'm like this cute little picnic and then like kissing in the forest. and like, this is so great. And then the whole time they're talking about like, we shouldn't, we shouldn't. I'm like, nope, not like that. That is not how you do that. It's just, I don't know. It just, it doesn't. Doesn't leave a good taste in your mouth, but it is very relatable and very realistic. That does happen very often where people who, you know, find each other like that. It's it's hard to, uh, you know, cre- create manufacture circumstances that are perfect. Sometimes they're not. And you got to figure but out a way around it. they'll cheat with you, they'll cheat on you. <laughs> There's a lot of issues with the whole thing. But I do like that they're not telling a perfect story. I like the fact that a, a, a movie in the movie, a TV show about fairy tales, 
uh, feels imperfect like a soap opera because it is a mm-hmm. soap opera, right? It yeah. feels uh, con- conflicting. It's not this perfectly buttoned up thing. And I really think they're trying to portray that enchanted forest uh, dictated storyline, destiny kind of thing. And then you get to Storybrooke and everything in Storybrooke is a mess. The mayor doesn't get to run the town the way she wants. Mr. Gold has to manipulate to get his way. David and Mar- Mary Margaret can't yeah. be together. Like the, the orphans are still orphaned they're, or they're like finally found their dad and Ashley had this baby out of wedlock and she's got to figure out how to deal with her kid. It's just like, there's a lot of messiness going on in Storybrooke and I like right. that because it feels real. That's really what life is like. Sadly, the diary does not name the man who gave her this mirror. And I want you to. You're not a fool. I realize that the queen is unhappy and yearns for someone to love her in a way that I never can. Keeps freaking me out because there's fire sound in this scene. That she would betray me like this. (laughs) And I was like, I thought I'd turn that off. (laughs) Well, certainly the queen would never act on these feelings love makes people do foolish things preach bro and why have you called upon me your majesty i need someone with your wits to learn the identity of the man who has stolen my wife's heart Mm. this is very selfish yeah 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 Agreed. You fully admitted that you will never be able to love her the way that she needs to be loved. And yet you're like, I'm going to kill this guy who didn't do anything wrong. That's true. Uh, That's like the I know he's the supposed to be the nice king and like everything's supposed to be great. But that is an extremely selfish mind, yeah, selfish right. mindset that he's in. You're totally right. And I mean, we're going to find out in, in most things that like not everything is perfect, even though he's like the best king ever and he's super benevolent trained snow to be this like perfect daughter and queen and princess and whatever there's still issues that's still not perfect you know what i mean and again like the fairy tale that we all thought is there's more to it and uh and i think he see king decisions are a little bit weird for me because it's hard for us to judge with our set of social rules the way that kingdoms were run in medieval times like you couldn't just be like oh my wife's unhappy I'll just get a new wife or I'll let her go have a life of her own. Like the whole kingdom would collapse and the economy would blow and like people would die. You know what I mean? If like something like that happened. So you, so like weddings and we talked about this, like weddings were not for love back then. They were very much political moves and they were part of the politics and the government economy of the kingdom. So for him to be like, well, I can't let her go. And this guy's going to be a problem and mess things up for the kingdom potentially. So I have to kill. Like that was normal for them to do. Is to yes, there is an ego thing that is a little bit selfish to like defend their own honor and ego. But there is like a careful balance. It's not just a relationship between two people. A king and a queen. That's a really delicate thing that you can't yeah. mess with too much. And with a very very little tiny bit of that that we get in the modern day is like the the royal family in in England are still ruling as a royal family. And obviously that's all being tossed and turned because like Prince, what, Philip, Charles, whatever his name is, just died. Philip? Philip. Um, R.I.P. Cousin Philip. R.I.P. We'll pour one out for the homies. I need a pour sound. I need a lot of sounds. Cousin for 99 years, husband for 73. The royal family tree is a circle, as Marissa would say. Yes, that's also very true. But, you know, there's, there's delicate things going on beyond just the relationship. So it's hard 
to kind of, you know. Also, so sorry to our UK listeners. I mean, absolutely no disrespect. And <laughs> we know we have to, Alicia. Before I get myself in trouble. <laughs> Listen, call in and defend the honor of your country. Please Tell call in and defend Prince Philip, who I have thought has been dead for the past 10 years. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're a mess. Okay. Okay. Anyway. What do you do? <laughs> that is my concern, not yours. All right, let's let's go back. Yeah, it's rewind time. Let's just. I like, like that we're using Will Smith's voice because I loved Will Smith as the genie. Controversial opinion. Hey, uh, not controversial. Will Smith was amazing. Let the haters come and fight me, because I refuse to compare genies. I think even if you do. It's a different thing altogether, and I think right. if you made but a Venn diagram, I, they'd be separate. I don't compare Robin Williams. Pour one out for Robin Williams. May he rest in peace. He is okay, one I, of the best. I really need a pour out sound. I need a pouring. Yeah, on the we need a pour sound. out sound for our homies for sure. Robin Williams was just, you know, but I hate that everybody is like, oh, well, Will Smith, you know, wasn't, and it's like you're right, he's not Will Robin Williams, but. A friend like me, live action Aladdin, yo, is ill. So the good. hype song of live action hype songs, like, oh man. And I have mentioned, uh, we talked about this in our other podcast too. Chris Webby does a soundtrack, yes. hip hop yes. version, like a rap version of Friend Like Me. Uh, I don't think it's on that soundtrack. It's on Chris Webby's soundtrack. W-E-B-B-Y, Chris Webby. Go look it up. Friend Like Me, is, it is pretty explicit, so do not listen around your children. However, worth a listen. Super hype. And I think that the genie, before Robin Williams was was cast, before, I mean, most of the genie that we saw on screen was literally an, an incarnate version of Robin Williams in the studio, yes. And a lot of those jokes, that was really Robin Williams, was the, that character is in his blood. However... The intention behind the purpose of that character still carried. And that's the thing. When you do a movie, you have to pay tribute to the writing. You pay tribute to the creation of the character, not the iteration of the previous version. You're you're talking about the air of Aladdin's playfulness, the the powerful confidence of Jasmine. You're not talking about that performance. You know what I mean? Right. So the act, the current actor needs to be able to perform their way in the, that pays respect to the a- attitude of the character. And I think Will Smith checked off all those boxes. It was funny. It was engaging. It was witty. It was sm- like intelligent and smart. It still had this level of cosmic authority without being overbearing. Like the genie is all powerful and has lived for thousands of years. Aladdin's an idiot, kid, street rat. <laughs> he has to tell him what to do and explain life to him, but he doesn't ever talk down to him. You know what I mean? Cause he's mm-hmm. not like Jafar with the same powers talks down to people. Like it, everything checked off the intention of the characters. People who don't like to dig that deep when they watch movies, just go, he's not rapping. Williams. Shut up and go read a book. <laughs> Because that's not like movies are more than just the two percent that you see on camera. It's yep, exactly. It's lighting and costumes, and that's what we. That's why we're breaking down once upon a time. It is more than just 
a stupid soap opera show. You know what I mean? There's there's stuff to unpack. There's stuff to learn. There's stuff to, you know, to soak up that are great. There's, you know, and and there's sets and costumes and things that score everything that makes it a full package. And a lot of times people don't stop to break that stuff down. That's literally why we're doing what we're doing. And I think that Will Smith playing that genie, this guy playing the same genie, Robin Williams playing, the, you know what I mean? Like they're all playing the same character and it's all different. And it all still serves the same purpose. Now, this is not a silly, witty genie, but it serves the purpose of this role, which is to be Mm -hmm. a a vizier type of advisor. And they go into a little bit more despair, like a sadder version of this character. But we still get into him being freed and him being appreciated. Like, the attitude is still there. Yeah. So, as I was saying, what my whole point of this was before I decided to spin off into a support of Will Smith... I like that we're doing rewind time with Will Smith's voice when we're talking about the genie because he is a genie. He is. And I I love that I randomly found that and I felt like I was going to be rewinding the show a lot. So I was like, yo, Will Smith's going to be a part of our show now. (laughs) Uh, So now that we've gone back and then wasted 15 minutes of your time talking about Will Smith. (laughs) We we stand Will Smith in this. We do. Um, Let's let's figure out what's going on here. Stolen my wife's heart. And what will you do to him once I have found him? That is my concern, not yours. Uh-oh. I wish he did one of those, can I speak no. to the manager? And then does the spin around. <laughs> like, I am the manager. I am the manager. Can you find the man who gave the queen this mirror? <laughs> I found him. Guys, I know you can't see. Miss Ginger, I it is mirror. More complaints about working conditions? The air temperature is not one of my areas. Scintillating. Find anything good yet? Yeah, better than good. She made this call a little over an hour ago. I'll meet you tonight at Access Road 23 with the rest of your friend. Road 23. Yes, and I'll all be in cash. And, and I don't need to remind you that no one can know about this. Yes, I know it has to be tonight. Who's on the other end? You bugged the office, not the phone. Oh, we're just going to have to find out. Yeah. A payoff in the woods. That's promising. A payoff using stolen city funds. Let's go find out who she's meeting. This this feels so whack, this, like, detective thing they have to do. They feel like such chumps. (laughs) They haven't done anything wrong or, like, been clumsy or fell upon anything, but it uh, it feels black. Emma? It won't stop. Uh oh. I got a goof. Alright, that was a uh, 4 and 23 there. I'm just going to quickly rewind and I'll put it back so we don't have to play it, but um, it, it looks like the lights. There's a little CGI visual effects stuff going on, right? So they're traveling. Clearly, the lights in the car in front of them, they're following Regina on the road, right? The lights in front of them, Regina's got her lights on. And it's raining, so their light should be on. When you look at the car from the side here, so Regina's turning. Hold on, right there. We see, oh, this is Regina's car. So Regina's car with these lights on. Do you see this? This is really nerdy and stupid. I happen to be in visual effects. That is my day job, so I recognize these things. Uh, If you look at the lighting and the way that the front car light is blooming so like the glow around the light mm-hmm. 
the light was most certainly digitally added, but also the look of this tells me, and the color tells me that this was a day to night shot, meaning they shot it during the day and tinted and color corrected it to make it look like it was at night because they just couldn't have shot it at night for whatever reason. This is pretty common in, in filming technique because it's pretty simple to put a color grade on something and just make things a little bit. The, The big giveaway is the day to night treatment is blue and green to really deepen cyans and shadows and like make things blue for moonlight. It's too perfect. Real nighttime doesn't look like that. And the reason they had to do it probably was to make sure that the car, if this was actually a nighttime, you wouldn't see the car at all. It would be dark. So they lit and you can see the highlights on the metal uh, frame of the car, like the windows and the, and the windshield Mm -hmm. There's metal there. There's a big giant light coming from that top side, lighting the side of the car so that you could see the light. I mean the car, but not the trees. See, all the trees are darkened in silhouette. Yeah. It's a way to like make that little alley so that it looks like just if it was really like, well, first of all, where is it being lit from like that? The moon doesn't just light up the car, you know? Right. So this is all fake. Um, and then we get into, and you can see a little bit when you saw through those trees, it was really light back there. They just didn't treat it back there. It was definitely yeah. like light out. Or they're trying to make it look like it was raining, like it maybe not day to night, but day to thunderstorm dark right if it wasn't raining where they were shooting it was probably a lot brighter they had to like gray it up you know um then when we get to the cop car it won't stop the lights are clearly on but the front lights in that car were not are not on yeah uh and they're not on there (laughs) but the back lights were on (laughs) so that was just like visual effects mess anyway that's stuff i really nerd out about because that's what i do for a living so I thought I would share. See, like, her car is number two. Why is it not number four? Just make mm-hmm. it number four. <laughs> you know? We're gonna miss that handoff. Emma. What? You know that bug you planted? I think Regina found it. Someone's been tampering with the brakes. <laughs> She's on to us. This is too easy. You guys are such chumps. Like, Wait! The bitch tried to have me killed. I'm finding her. Ooh, oh my god, ABC. bitch. Excuse me. Okay. Spicy. I like it. Cautious. We need to think clearly. Oh, caution. We're going to find out what she's doing and why she's out here. She was muting me. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yo, my dude knows how to enter a scene. What, what does Twitter say now? He understands the assignment, right? <laughs> this is how to enter a scene. He always understands. Yo, uh, what an entrance, man. I know we're stupid and we make a big deal out of this all the time, but like... This the is way, not stupid. I love The way this. we love Mr. Gold and Rumpelstiltskin and just... So oh here, my God. So here's the thing. Timing-wise... Was he just like waiting behind the tree and like listening to their whole conversation? He's like, okay, I have no. Where am I going to jump in? Like, Hold on. This Hold is on. it. This and then they ask it. a question, and he's like, now, now, cold, now. And then he runs out. And he's like, they were meeting me. <laughs> like he has a microphone in his ear. Like he's talking to production now. And okay. go. Uh, I feel like the the qualification for the entrance sound effect really is. You have uh, to be gold. You have to be well. <laughs> Yeah, gold no, usually gets no. it, but Emma got it last week. Uh, and yep. because, but it's really gold's thing, but she basically pulled 
a Rumpelstiltskin entrance. So she kind of got the honorary entrance award. It's 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 being able to come in and finish a sentence with like a zinger, and that's your entrance. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't just enter the room and say, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" He's always like inserting himself mid conversation into part of whatever's going on, it's and I think that's the so funny part. Good. Rumple does it all the time. He's like, you know, he'll he'll come Let's in do it and just again. like, and, okay, hold on. Let's see it again. Rewind. Rewind time. Let's be cautious. We need to think clearly. Hell with caution. I'm gonna find out what she's doing and why she's out here. She was meeting me. It's magnificent again. It's beautiful. What are you doing out here with her? Just a little business transaction. In the woods. What's in the briefcase? Everything comes at a price. Land is no different. Come on. That's why you're meeting her out here? Regina bought your land? The very ground you're standing on. What does she want it for? You know, in business, I find it's best not to ask too many questions. What's the bottom line? Question is, Emma, why are you standing out here in the middle of the night with Mr. Glass? You don't know what Regina did to me. You don't know what she did to her son. We can't just sit idly by. Of course she can. Be careful. Emotional entanglements can lead us down very dangerous paths. And then he always like exits with this big like thinker sentence. Ugh. Gold. So good. Apples. Alright. It's a lot of apples in this. <laughs> I was beginning to worry you wouldn't come. You were expecting the queen. Yo! We got daddy! Shout out. I know I, I want to give him applause, but I'm not gonna. Daddy Mills. Daddy Mills. It's good to see you again, bro. Oh my gosh, we missed you. We miss you, Daddy Mills. He deserved. That's not like the gold entrance. That was just a standing ovation for Daddy Mills. Why? What have you done with her? The king has locked her away in her chambers. My daughter is a prisoner in her own kingdom. You are the queen's father. We felt the Please same way, bro. take this to her. <laughs> the palace guards won't allow me into her chambers. They know I'd die for her. That's so, so mean. You. That's poor choice. Of also, homie. terrible. That is... Terrible foreshadowing. The king trusts you. He doesn't know that you have my daughter's heart. The guards will allow you in. Give her this box. Hold up. Who are you, homie? And how do you know? <laughs> What? He's her dad. I just met you. He's her dad. <laughs> yeah. You just think it's his daddy's intuition or mm-hmm. she confided yeah. or something. Yeah. I really want one of these gold uh, bicep bracelets that he's got on. Can, can I bring that back? If everybody's bringing back stuff from the 90s, can I bring this back from like the 1200s? Can I bring back the arm bracelet <laughs> from medieval times? No, you don't like that? For yeah, Sparta. Well, I don't like fucking scrunchies, so deal with <gasps> it. <laughs> Fuck you. I had to pick some. Okay, scrunchies was the worst example because I don't mind scrunchies, but I do hate mom jeans. So, and that was a big 90s thing. I know. I own two pairs of mom jeans. Everybody does. Taryn's got everybody. You have to now. I mean, it would be insane if you didn't. And like. my ripped ones that I've been wearing, those are mom jeans. Are they? Yeah. Then those are the one cute pair in the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) That's not fair. (laughs) It's my, my. 
main issue will be for another podcast. It, we were talking about body dysmorphia issues off podcast before, and I feel like it exacerbates the problem a little bit, but that is a story for another time. Anyway, I just thought that the fashion was cool and I wanted to bring it back because that's what 90s things are like. Well, at least he didn't use the wrong grammatical words because that would have been a problem. Where were we? <laughs> I don't understand. We're a mess. This is the only thing. By the way, I would never offensively say anything bad about your clothes because I love your style and everything about you. So, despite that's my... the second time you've insulted my clothes today. What? When? When did I insult you? You don't like silky dresses. Oh, I did text that to you. Okay. I have to explain that too, though, because I don't not like them. It's just become a thing. I don't like hype trains. That's that's the thing I don't like. Is like it becomes a thing that like three people do, and I'm like, oh, what a cool idea! And then a hundred people do it, and I'm like, I don't think this is a cool idea anymore. <laughs> like it, the novelty, I think, is worn off. Maybe I I I misspoke. I don't not like them. I think that the overseeing them on social media because it's a thing to do is different than not liking the actual style. You I hate my outfits. I would never. I have them on my Instagram. Okay, they're not. I'm not in them. Let's just be clear about that. I've <laughs> taken pictures of people in them, and I, and the picture I took, super proud of. Love it. That picture of Raven in the bathtub. Okay, I gotta explain that too. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, my you're life, digging yourself a hole right now. My life does not sound <laughs> right out loud. Uh, Raven's a friend of mine. She had. She was. Uh, got a hotel for her birthday here on, on Disney property in Florida. And um, we wanted to, the bathroom is really pretty in this, in this like suite. And the, the walls had these like tiles and stuff on them. And so she had a silky dress on that. We were taking pictures of, of like in the bedroom with like uh, balloons and confetti and whatever. And we walked into the bathroom and just the aesthetic of the dress and the bathroom, the way it was designed, like it's very like kind of gold and these like really pretty tiles and stuff just looked right. So we took a bunch of these pictures of her just like sitting on, up on the corner of the bathtub against the tile wall. And those pictures came out so dope. I was like super excited about it. I, I, I love that look. I think overplaying stuff because like everybody rushes to, oh, I have to do it too or else I'm not relevant. I have to stay yep. on, you know, that part just irks me a lot. It doesn't matter what the style is. Just seeing that done on social media bothers me. This is like a super dumb tangent. That has nothing to do with this podcast. And everyone's like, shut up and play the episode. Why are you talking? <laughs> so, uh, I will take it do, away, daddy. I will do that. I will continue playing the episode. Not you. I'm talking to daddy Regina. Oh, and I didn't think you were calling me daddy. That would have been a really <laughs> weird step in our relationship. I don't know if you, <laughs> you were actually calling me daddy. It would be weird. Uh, okay. From this wretched life. We have too much fun. care for my daughter. I know you'll do whatever it takes to set her free. Okay. Daddy knows you're in trouble because somebody knows. Now you have to go see her. Ooh, that key has a skull on it. What does that mean? That was kind of ominous. Hey, the yellow bug is back. We haven't seen this in a while. Yeah, because there's sheriff vehicles. What are we doing here? Jacked. Anytime we see the yellow bug? Question mark? Well, she's no. a sheriff now, so we're not going to see it that often. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, doesn't mean anything. I mean, it's her, but I mean, it shows up on a lot of drinking 
game list. I oh really? I took I didn't include it because I thought it was dumb. <laughs> Hold on. Once upon a time drinking game. So if you are if this is your first episode watching us or listening to us, uh, this show is basically just me and Isla dicking around, and kind of, we kind of watch the show too. <laughs> We're so bad. Uh, I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Emin doesn't understand what's going on. That's hilarious, actually. I really want to add that. Can we add that? <laughs> it, yes. It, it just says Emma doesn't understand what's going on. An obvious Disney reference is made, so I rang that earlier. See, fairy or evil witch cleavage. It just is a thing. Magical smoke. That's pretty good. Dark One's Dagger we have. Deary we have. Anyone tempted to leave Storybrook we have. Did you know there's a drink wiki? Like drinking ru- game rules? Wikipedia? That I doesn't mean, surprise me at all. There's a wiki for everything. Uh, okay, this is where I got Emma is not wearing her red leather jacket. Confirmed. So that's on this list. Okay, that is a thing. I, I thought so. <laughs> so maybe I made up the bug thing because... Oh, no. Emma drives her yellow bug right there. Hmm. Uh, it's right. I know you can't probably see this, but it's right here. Yeah, Emma drives her yellow bug. There's a fight scene. That one said. Interesting. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, that would actually. Oh my god! Finish your drink when your OTP breaks up. Finish your drink when your OTP gets back together. I like that a lot. Because that's like the thing you're waiting for the whole season, you know? So you're like, all right, Taryn, I got some, I got some news. We're going to add a finish your drink section. Sorry. You're good. We're going to add a finish your drink section, like a true love kiss. (laughs) On this list is snow ugly cries. That's hilarious to me. That's so sad. Just specifically snow. Oh, a finish your drink when a new character is introduced. Can you imagine the celebration we would have had for the stranger coming to town? Okay, so we're going to add a finish your drink when, and we're going to do your OTP breaks up, your OTP gets back together. For those of you who don't understand what I'm talking about, OTP is stands for one true pairing. That is uh, the like two characters who are true love like meant to be together even if they're dating other people or whatever like ot like obviously like david and mary margaret prince snow and prince that's otp like they're meant to be together uh but it's it's personal it's whoever you ship ship as in relationship i'm getting to tv jargon doesn't matter a new character is introduced snow ugly cries true love's kiss that's our finisher mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna do a big chugs for that we're like drinking water. I don't even know if this is fake drinking game that we're doing. Uh, and we do have take a shot. If someone dies, someone comes back from the dead. Uh, something new gets added to the timeline and you get even more confused. <laughs> you take a shot. Made this entire fucking show. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to write this down for myself in a little note. We're going to dedicate the beginning of the next episode. Pre-Storybrook Mirror. We're gonna we're gonna do add a bunch of stuff to the drinking game because I feel like it would be fun to like go through some of these websites and add this stuff and not do it right now because I feel like there's some meat here there's some stuff that we should pull out mm-hmm. it's really good uh, okay so Emma drove up in the yellow bug to what looks like the like town records hall or whatever the like city clerk we office know land from gold. we don't know why i'm willing to bet it's for personal reasons but we have to know for sure we need documents that officially link her to that land so you want to break into her office it's locked and she's got a state-of-the-art security system and alarm if we don't show this town who regina really is who will do you think we can crack her code yep 
Oh, Emma? Damn. Where did the alarm system alert? The police. I'm the police. Two minutes for her to get a call from the alarm company. One minute to get her code and keys. Three minutes to drive. Here we get maybe six minutes. She just did that. I'm the manager twirl. She she did. You're right. That's actually outstanding. <laughs> well done, Emma. Like for real. The alarms are going to go off. They're going to call the police. Who's the police? Me. I'm the police. Hello, the police is here. <laughs> it's actually a really good plan. We're searching for land, sold, gold, and property. Those are the words we're looking for on the computer. I've just uncovered every file. This is also public record on the Registry of Deeds. Emma, you did not need to break and enter for this. Yeah. Nice. So I missed it. It says... <gasps> oh, key with the the these open. oh my god, I just figured out what they open. Oh god. Shh. This is you about know to get what real. they open. This is about to get I mean we all know what they open because we've I think already we seen her know. open them. They're the hearts, guys. Yeah, we've seen we, her... we can spoil that. Okay. I mean it's not really spoiled because she went into the, the underneath Daddy Mills's uh mausoleum. She went to that big thing underneath and then she opened up one of the boxes and she crushed Graham's heart with this key but guys but we just saw this key and you didn't even realize it you said it and you didn't realize what you were saying i was like why does this key have a big skeleton thing in it <laughs> we're really spelling this out huh what are you doing? Looking for Henry's book. We didn't come here for Henry. We came here for no, files. No, you we... didn't come here for Henry. Me? That's the only reason I'm here. Touche. Oh. She had the flashlight. What are you doing? Do you like that? Some kids broke in. She was like flashing it around. <laughs> I like that little touch. She's like, "What? Who's there? Who's there?" Some kids <laughs> broke in. I'm checking it out because I'm sure. If... Regina, that's how dumb you sound when you're like perfectly spelling everything out and it's very right. obviously a ruse. That's how dumb you sound. Well, that was an awfully quick response time. You told me to do my job, I'm doing it. Also, same. How'd you get here so quick, girl? And I love this. I love this sassy this, response. This is a this is a drink they are square having. Square off. Wait, yeah, they are squaring off. I like it. And you brought him. Oh, well, he saw it while he was on a walk, so he's a witness. Mm. She's like an expert and liar. What did you see, Sydney? He's not. Some kids with uh, rock. a rock. He's, oh, so terrible. Again, Giancarlo Esposito. We already see him playing the genie, playing this like really nice well, but he has mm -hmm. to play a buffoon. That is really hard to do if you are yeah, not Yeah, like one. a straight up idiot. Like he's just bumbling all over the place and he's doing it so well. It's so believable. You, you're never taken out of it. Even while watching him play another character in another mm -hmm. scene in this episode. Mm -hmm. And you and you believe that he's a dummy. <laughs> like that's a great actor, you know, is doing his job. Did they take anything? Hold on. I there's something that I left out. I have to talk about. Uh, I left it out of the uh, out of the production notes, and I have to find it because where we are paused right now at twenty three thirty, there is a uh, word above the mayor's door. And I'd like to tell you what that word is. Uh, hold, please. While Mackie is looking through the Wikipedia right now for this information, I would just like to take this moment to talk about. You tried. 
It's so late. You did good. You did good. You almost got there. I was going to let you do it and see what you came up with. I was testing you. Uh, she tried to. I we went do this. Black. Oh my god. We we did this to each other uh, all the time. We do this to each other where we try to banter to give the other person a chance to like collect their thoughts and do stuff. You did really good this time. You you tr- you got all the way up to the finish line. I'm proud of you. But then <laughs> I, really I looked at the time and I was like, it's midnight. I'm like, nope, we failed. Uh, the word above the door frame is the word uh, magister, M-A-G-I-S-T-E-R. It is Latin for master or teacher. Uh, The magister was a title of the Middle Ages. It was given to a person of authority uh, or to someone that has like a license from a university, like a philosopher or something like that. It was also a title uh, given to several positions of authority in ancient Rome. It was uh, literally the magister officorum, uh, would have been uh, over the office. It literally means master of the offices. So hmm. there you go. Um, there, That word uh, actually changes in a future season. It will say something else uh, that reflects a change of the mayor's office. It happens in season four because it's listed here, but we won't talk about it now until we'll talk about it in season four. Uh, but it was just something interesting that I saw. I forgot to just paste it in and and, and talk about. Um, and I just saw it in giant letters over her doorframe. But that's that's something that they would that certain offices would do. They'd put Latin around stuff because it's old government stuff, you know. Yeah. And they would have put that in a mayor's office, like in, to as a nod to like this is the office of authority, kind of like the Oval Office mm-hmm. has that weight of the president. That would be their way of uh, Latin stamping. This is the authority office of the city. I don't know. I'd have to do a thorough sweep to uh, find out. Thorough. Real thorough. Seems to me it's all just a prank. You sure you don't want me to take the place apart? Sheriff, your services are not wanted nor needed. Okay. Well, you know where to find me. God, he's terrible. He's just like, his eyes are darting around the room. Like, like, uh, I'm like, Regina's a professional. You think she can't see through your garbage? Okay. That was an okay transition. Not great. Yeah, it wasn't great. It's you. <sighs> Another friggin' knockout dress <laughs> from the costume department. Man. I'm pretty sure this show won Emmys for... It costume. had to, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it did. You grow stronger with every beat of my heart. That the king has read my diary, found my mirror. Soon he will discover the truth about us. Dummy, how'd you get your diary discovered that says, I hate my husband? You don't, couldn't I hate that better? <laughs> like, where did you, you know what I'm saying? They didn't, they also did a not very good job of telling us that they fell in love because it's like all we saw yeah was him give her a mirror and now it's like oh, i could not live without you well we saw a lot of eye banging in that garden okay that we was talked like about that 25 seconds i mean it's a tv show we gotta we gotta fast forward through a lot of those moments and at this we point a they've, little bit more they've trained us a lot into like david and mary margaret heavy stuff from last time and like this yeah. is the same looks they're giving each other like okay we get it like we like we know you know what i mean especially okay the first line he comes out and then he's like hey you 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 good and she was just like no one's gonna notice me gone everyone wants to see the king and he's like i noticed i'm like okay bro back up i gotcha (laughs) 
you know? So I think that was kind of their telegraphing a little bit. There is no escape. There is always an escape. Your father said what's in this box would give you your freedom. It's a heart. It's in this box would give you your freedom. So it's this key now we have to figure it's a heart. out. I believe it will. Is it? Or is it? What is it? Oops. That is a very creepy snake. Clink your glass for this production, production note. Notes. Uh, that looks like a dragon. <laughs> a production note. It's like real. You okay? You good? <laughs> midnight. Midnight Isla, everyone. Midlight Isla is uh, a vaudeville actress. <laughs> Ooh, oh, there's two snakes. Damn. The Agrabon Viper. Agrabon Viper. A snake so deadly it can kill anything. With a single bite. This serpent is from my homeland. I know really? all too well of its poison, but why would you have it brought here? There is no happiness left for me in this life. That is wow. One small bite. And I shall be free from this prison forever. Um, suicide sorry, is very dark. Very dark. And her dad is endorsing this because he's the right. one who's like, can you bring her these really poisonous snakes real quick? <laughs> Seems weird. Perhaps in another life we will find each other again. I'm over here like, suicide's really dark. Why doesn't she just let the snake bite King Leopold? <laughs> <laughs> there is another way. I wish, like, he stopped her hand right before it went in the box. I wish that right there the snake was just like, oh, shoot, a finger, and just, like, chomped on her hand anyway. Oh, <laughs> like, that reminds are... me of, like, the old spoof movies that used to come out around this time, mm-hmm. actually, when the show came out. Remember those when they would make them making fun of, like, Twilight and stuff? Yeah, like scary Terrible, didn't even, like, go to theaters most of the time yeah. movies. Yep. The scary yep, yep. movies that they, yeah. That's yeah, what would that, happen in those. It would have been like on be her like, arm and she would be like yeah. flapping around with the snake attached to it or something. Yeah, totally. What if the king didn't live? Very Yay. Macbeth. Very Macbeth. We, we or have the Hamlet. Same it's a very Shakespearean way to go out. Just, just kill the king. No big deal. For you, I would do anything. I love it. <sighs> See, she did that thing. She leaned in again, but she went in for a hug. That was a weird hug. Well, I'm sorry. I'm... You're planning on killing the king and you're like, I can't kiss you yet. Well, I think this is this. I don't know if that was a directing choice or if that was a, it must've been a directing choice. Cause I feel like that big of a move, the, the actor right. wouldn't be able to like make that decision on their own. But the way that she, this is not the first time as a character choice that she has almost kissed him. Like, she mm-hmm. leaned in more than once already, and I feel like she's good at creating tension. Lana Perea is good at creating tension. Uh, and and telegraphing this despair that she has. You know, she gets to play this really dramatic role for the first time where she's so sad, you know, and she's not powerful. She's not confident. And to be able to play both sides, it's the very opposite sides of the emotional spectrum. To play vulnerable yeah. and weak and to play like confident, crazy psycho power. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that she's able to pull both of those off is amazing. And that she's able to like, in this moment, 
her kissing him wouldn't be appropriate because she's just amazed i think that anyone cares about her enough because nobody's cared about her up until this point right like that at least that's that's what we know of her story so far nobody's cared about her enough to make a difference at all and he's like going out of his way so i feel like that that reaching out to a human being in general without it being like a sexual relationship or like this attraction thing shows how desperate and low and weak she is right now which is i like that toying you know and i don't know if that's like a director thing or a script thing or her thing but a combination of the three but i love it (sighs) see he's like all into it but she's genuinely just has a friend now then she never did yeah you know you will never have to find out he's just being a dude who wants a lady (laughs) you know i have to impress her those things are nasty yeah shut that oh my god is henry writing a what you're working on his handwriting is perfect okay sweet baby angel henry for all of our listeners is rewriting the storybook right now. Yeah, with pictures. With because stick figure pictures. He's got taken. It's so cute. Him. Guys, <laughs> enter the stranger we forgot about still lives in the town. Gotta write it all down before I forget. <laughs> what is he wearing? What is happening? He's a bandana wrapped around his Bart. Okay. <laughs> I'm sidetracking again. This is how Bart wears his pirate night bandana on every Disney cruise ship that we go on. Oh, yeah? I I feel like the stranger just reminds you of Bart. <laughs> I feel like he's got that rough and tumble kind of... Okay, I literally have a picture from pirate night where we're on the steps, the, like, grand staircase, uh-huh. and that's how he wears it. Like, he folds the bandana and wears it like a scarf. Yeah, sure. I mean, I don't, yeah, I've never do seen anybody cool. do that, but... <laughs> Apparently the stranger does it too. Hey, Ooh, that's what scandalous. the cool guy who rides the motorcycle does. So you know. I would never let Bart ride a motorcycle. Yeah, I hate it when great ideas slip away from me. They're not my ideas. They're stories from a book that I lost. Must be a hell of a book. Ooh, What's it about? Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exciting. You seem awfully interested in me and my book. This kid is not afraid to square off with people, and I love that. He's also, so... Henry, you have been begging people to be interested in your book for months now. Can you right. please explain? I think he's rightfully extremely suspicious of this guy, as we all are. Yeah, he's very annoyed. I get, I understand he's, you know, going through it right now. But you're he's, right. But, like... Wouldn't he be like, oh, yeah, another person... You've been asking for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is what you wanted. Oh, I'm just being neighborly. Creepy. What are you doing in Storybrook? Right to it. You can ride anywhere. What are you really doing here? Damn. Stuff. (laughs) Good luck with the stories. I love him. I like that he is different for every character. He's still being coy, but when he's with Emma, all sexual tension, all this weird innuendo, and like, I'm really glad he's not giving sexual attention to ten year old. Well, no, but I like that he's still do, delivering the same information. But when he does it with a kid, he does this kid version where he like he, it's a very like uh, uncle yeah. type of thing to do to lean in and be like, and then like run away. You know what I mean? Be like stuff, and then like go. It feels like the kid version of the same scene he did with Emma, but but because he was doing it with Emma. 
he knows he needed to step it up and not be so playful because that's what she needed. It's very, I don't know, that character is just it's mysterious and I freaking love him. Blueprints, bank statements. That was a weird scene. Why was that in there? A mansion? A mansion. This printout has no numbers on it. I was just checking for lost things. Because these escrow statements have her name all over us. You were right. Uh, this is in something. 2536 Old Yale Road. 20 acres is what this says. That's the address. Interesting. Transfer to Regina Mills. Personal use. She's done. We got her. What's wrong? Didn't you hear me? I stooped to her level. It's exactly what I promised Henry I wouldn't do. Emma, we got her. It's fruits of the poisonous tree. Illegally obtained evidence. Bing, bang, boom. That is the title of the episode. Fruits of the poisonous tree. That's a, that should be a big drink, I feel like. Right? Mm-hmm. Now that we're going to officially split it up, that shouldn't be a finisher drink. That should be like a big, like a gulp, I guess. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. It'll get two thrown shots. out in court. In a- two, okay, two shots. I'm down with that. Or two, two drinks. Yeah. Two no, we don't need her to go to jail. And what are we doing here? What you wished for. Get everyone to see who she is. What she did to Henry, she does to everyone. She destroys what What an interesting choice, choice of words that he used, which was obviously done on purpose. But What's that? She was like, I don't want her to go to jail. Um, and he goes, no, you wish oh. for everyone to know who she really is. To see who she really is. Isn't that, is that what he said to Regina but it's the word wish because it's like oh why wouldn't he just say like oh you want everyone to like that's a weird way right, to phrase right, right. it but it's the wish part of it because he is what you wished for the genie he's like yeah. supplying what she wished for yeah. i didn't catch that nice good good catch uh, let me show you something he's awful <laughs> he's... i mean that he's doing it oh photographs these are the photographs that sydney took so that first photograph is from Desperate Souls. She made me follow you. She made me tell her everything. She knew about you. That's your... the uh, one from the thing you love most. Secret place. We Price of gold. Ago. She just waited to destroy it till it would hurt you and Henry the most. It's all my fault. She's wearing the red jacket in that one. If you don't do this, I have to. So now we find out Sydney was following her the entire time. That's how she was getting all her information because he was taking pictures of her. I think we kind of knew that, I suppose, because then yeah. he would report back to her and be like, what's going on? And she, he would tell her. So I feel like that was implied that he was snooping, you know? Yeah. This session of the Storybrooke City Council will come to order. Oh, my God. Guys. Okay. So... If you join our Discord, you will see that we have some roles that we uh, have for the different groups of people in it. Uh, and Isla and myself, who run the Discord, our role is the Storybrooke City Council from what the scene. Uh, what's up? And we have Storybrooke City Clerks, who are the people who keep all of our documents. And that we have a couple of listeners who are doing spreadsheets for us for the MVP and the the how rating for the episode and 
drinking games and all that stuff. And this is where it comes from. Storybrook City Council. Actually, I didn't actually know that they made an official appearance in the show. Right. Here we are. We will begin by reading the minutes from our last meeting. Uh, Excuse me, um, Madam Mayor. I have something I'd like to bring to the council's attention. This is not an open forum, Sydney. And no one on this council is interested in hearing the boozy complaints of a disgraced reporter. Ooh. Now sit That's down. Low blow. He's not the only one who has something to say. Ms. Swan, this meeting is to discuss issues facing Storybrooke. Like the mayor stealing thousands of dollars from the city to build herself a second home? Okay, so... That's a big move right there. So this better go real well for the two of them or they're going to look like idiots. Yep. <laughs> what is this, embezzlement? This in what? What is this called? Swan, embezzlement? You- when you take... What is it? Yeah. It's not uh, it, Is it? I no. think it is. It's when you... Because the, the funds that are allocated for the city can't be used for personal use. So I right. suppose that's... Embezzling funds is, I think, taking funds from an official place and using it for something unauthorized. I think. Yeah. You will sit down immediately or so help me. What? You'll punish me? You'll bully me like everyone else in this town? No. Not today. You better have an airtight case, girl. And I'm holding documents proving that this woman, your mayor, stole funds from the city to build herself a lavish home in the woods. They don't have enough evidence. And this disgraced reporter, you want to know why he was really fired? Because he stood up to her. Because he questioned her. We all know what happens to people who question the mayor. You claim that you act in the best interest of all of us, but that isn't the truth, is it? The truth is you are a thug that doesn't care about anyone or anything but yourself. That is who you really are. It is time for the people of Storybrooke to know that. She called her a thug? Yo, I'm stealing that. I'm going to call somebody a thug who's being a bully. I like that a lot. You are right, Miss Swan. I am building a house. She's got a reason. You're being out chest right now. I know. A playhouse. Oh. Oh, no. She got, she has a slot. This bitch got a PowerPoint slide presentation ready to go. You're done. True. I did take city funds. I wanted to build a playground so my son Henry (laughs) and all the children of Storybrook could have a... Yeah. It's rewind time. I'm sorry to stop it so much, but I got a visual gag here. It just is too much. The accusations are true. I did take city funds. I wanted to build a playground so my son Henry... Stop at 3043. Look at this brother in the corner smiling from ear to ear. Just (laughs) grinning and doing this thing. Sarah, did you not get the notes on what you're supposed to be doing? He's like, oh shit, Regina, what? This white girl better sit down. And all the children oh, of Storybrooke no. could have a special place to play. Wow. Safely. Mother Teresa. As for the sketch in your hands, it was inspired by a drawing I found in one of my son's books. So, She's there you have it, Miss Vaughn. So Long. good. You've exposed me for who I really am. I hope you're satisfied. I will never be satisfied. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, maybe I should get a Hamilton sound effect too. I don't know. There are way too many. I don't even know how to narrow it down. But yeah, we have to get a little bite just so that we can like a reference, you know. 
All right, so now we're back in the enchanted forest. King Leopold is asleep Sleeping. in his uh, royal bed. There are and, so many uh, other ways you could kill somebody besides vicious poisonous snakes. Snake poisoning them. Uh, so he says, "Forgive me," and then he lets these snakes loose, which is really weird and creepy. With this skeleton key. And you're killing the only guy in a hundred and okay. in a thousand and one years that was ever nice to you. Right. Way to go. Uh, these snakes are pissed off. Just come charging out of this box right away as soon as he opens up the thing. How come we hover our tasty fingers directly mm-hmm. over the opening and they're like, close the door, Me. we're trying to sleep. Like, what? what's up? <laughs> Inconsistent. I don't like this. Look, they're ready to go. Look at that, yeah. He's a genie still, so he can... Nope. Beautiful CGI work here on these snakes. This is so creepy. Ew, 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 I don't like this. Yeah, they're under the bed. That's why she's being all skeezed out. It's real gross. They're not even under the bed. They're under the covers. Under the covers, I mean, yeah. Hey, bro. What's up? Oh, no. Ouch. So he immediately turned brown. <laughs> the pain was in pass. And now he's dead. You asked me to find the man who gave the mirror to your queen. Don't do this. I did. You could bro. have just let him die. I am that man. You gave me my freedom. Gave me a chance to find love, and for that I'm forever in your debt. So I killed you. But just as you freed me, so must I now free your queen. Forgive me. No. <laughs> I was it. No. Uh, you are right. I never should have made a wish. Yikes. A thousand years, first guy to set you free, you fucked over real bad. Just, wow, okay. Town hall, that's what that was. Wait, so the mayor's office is in the town hall? Because this is where they were when they broke in. Weird. Maybe? I don't know. Look at her. Queen of the castle. You know, what you did in there was commendable, Miss Swan. If you really want to bring her down, you're going to need a strong ally. Like yourself? Thanks. I'm still not interested. Why? He's proven himself to be a pretty good ally in this town. (laughs) He said one can wish. Writers. (laughs) I'm giving that to you this time. Don't do that. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. He has proven himself already. He's, I mean, he... Well, although last time it was a little bit sketch because he just lit a fire. That was pretty dangerous. Okay, but, like, but... But, yeah, no, you're right. I mean, it's it's nice if it's... It, it would be an appropriate time for him to pop in and be like, hey, you want to think about that again? <laughs> you know? It's a very Rumpelstiltskin-y, but I, this coy little smile, too. He's like... I know. He's fun. like, I know what I can offer. Award? He has the upper hand every time. I love it. Alone? I don't know what you were hoping to accomplish in there, but now I hope you'll go back to your job, which is upholding the law, not breaking it. 
You don't think I know you broke into my office? Don't pretend like you're so innocent. I know you messed with the brakes on my car. <laughs> Your brakes? Are you delusional? Why would I kill you when Oops. you just saw I had nothing to hide? Nothing I can prove. Well, until you have something more substantial than disdain to throw my way, you're gonna stay away from me. Y'all drink at the square off And right more now. importantly, from Henry. That's Not open for discussion. You say this every time and You've you never lost... know where your kid is, so I don't care. Yo, this legit. Doesn't... Seriously, CPS. Where's CPS at? <laughs> yeah. Sheriff. If I wanted to, there's not a judge in the world that would deny me a restraining order after what you've done. Is there even a judge in this town? <laughs> you don't get to see my son. It's all right. Unless I say so. And right now, I don't say so. That's all she wanted. She wanted leverage. Now she's got it. Cause Emma fucked up. She led with her emotions. Mm-hmm. How did that get built that fast? Why is that such a creepy looking playground? It looks like a castle. Look at these so spires and stuff, right? That like the, looks so dangerous at the top on that the orange thing. Spiky like points. Yeah. yeah. Look at this outfit, homeboy Henry's Henry. In. I love this kid so much. Henry. Yellow bug? Sure. Why are you so far away? Come out here. Sorry, kid, I can't today. You're undercover, aren't you? For Operation Cobra? No, Henry, I'm not undercover. Alright, guys, drink some water because you're probably real drunk right now. <laughs> Mom, she doesn't want us seeing each other for a while. You don't have to listen to her. Actually, this time I do. Screwed up, Henry. I got mad at your mom about you and the book and everything and... Well, we're just gonna have to be apart for a little while. I don't want to be apart. Neither do I, but right now we have to. Don't worry, I'll find a way back in. And hey, if it's out there, Henry, I will find your book. Good luck. It's probably gone and it's probably never coming back. I think. Nope, maybe not. I don't know what this is. <laughs> this is the book. Oh, it's the book. This is current. Who day. has the book? Who does have the book? In the box. We know who has the book. We know who has the book. But no one can see this, so. Guys, it's the stranger. The stranger well, we know has the stranger. book. The stranger <laughs> has the book. And he looks very freaked out that he's looking at it right now. And he's drinking again. Daytime, Granny's like We had the same yeah. idea. <laughs> Guys, Isla and I are going to do script notes for you. Daytime, <laughs> in Granny's diner, Sydney is sitting at the table. <laughs> Drink. Drinking. Uh, characters are drinking on, on screen. Drink with them. I just decided that was a thing. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Drink with the characters. We did. We saw this diner that I'm pretty start. sure doesn't have a liquor license, but whatever. Yeah. Look. Blinded by our anger. By everything. Somebody works here besides Ruby. Some random girl in the back. You see that? <laughs> this time. There are a lot more skeletons in Regina's closet. And the good news? 
got yourself an ally. Yeah. We won't get fooled again. <laughs> you mean the Who song? <laughs> From CSI? <laughs> it is done. You're free, my love. We are free to be together at last. Oh, this is going to go sideways real quick. Did, did you not hear me? Our days of imprisonment are over. You haven't heard the news. The palace guards found the snake. They know it's from your country. They know it was you who killed the king. Bro, you didn't clean the snake. It's only a matter of time before they catch you. Listen, pop, pop, pick up the shells. You gotta know the thug life, bro. Like, what are you doing? You don't just leave the snakes you there. You like sick the snakes on him. How did you not call them back when that right. was done? What You're did also you do magic. With them? You could have just been like, "Yo, homies, back in the box." Like, real quick. Like, I don't understand. This was sloppy. Wow. This is sloppy drive-by work. You yeah, gotta, you got to do better than that. Yep. You will be executed. And she's like, uh, I don't care. But like, you're do they the know queen I'm an now. all-powerful magic genie that they can't behead? <laughs> and like, you're the queen now. Right. Can't you just the say king's no? dead? Aren't we going by like, yeah, hierarchy here? Like, yep. He doesn't have a son. He only has a daughter. Oh, so she would be queen. No, no, he's married. No, so she would no, be queen. No, he's married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she could say, cancel that. Yeah, canceled, and not like internet canceled like legit cancel <laughs> like legit the execution is off yeah sorry everybody go home he's actually the new king now because we're married <laughs> oh <laughs> damn never... yo that's savage <laughs> this random dude from agarba is the king of your land now and what be together what are you gonna do buddy get your coming i've arranged for a boat to provide you safe passage out of the kingdom you must leave at once Agrabon Viper. Oops. Of all the snakes in all the world, that is what you chose. Oh boy. Well, you see, she could have saved him, but you we all know. You wanted her to be traced back to me. He's quick, too. I like you, that he's smart. You fooled me. And I like the parallel that she messed with Sydney, and now she messed with Sydney mm -hmm. Jr., you know? You never loved me. Loved you? I've wanted the king killed and you killed him. Woof. You are no longer of any use to me. Okay. Yikes. Be grateful I'm offering you an escape. Oh my god. Now flee the kingdom and never turn back. I can't live without you. I won't live without you. Did you not understand me? I don't love you. There is no way we will ever be together. There is one way. There is still one wish remaining. I wish to be with you forever. That might be to look upon your face always. To never leave your side. Yo, he wished himself into the mirror? That's what happened? Dude, That's standards. dark. Standards. No! How come the mirror took I away your cool hat? I your wish. 
You will be with me. Forever. Wow. Dude. Dark. Maybe you should have been ask- executed. Okay. Clink them glasses, yo. That transition. Yeah, that, was good, that was a good one. Great one. Mirror to mirror. Excellent. Have a seat, Sydney. You boy. This Karen haircut she's got going on. <laughs> Honestly, it looks great. It looks so good. I can't even be mad at it. <laughs> but it's like a it's flipped out at the bottom. All right, yeah. apples. Well. Oh no. Not again. Triple cross. She bought it. All of it. (laughs) Masterful job, Sydney. Top to bottom. And cutting the brakes on her car. (laughs) Inspired. I'm glad you approve. Now she trusts you. Now we can have some fun. Everything she does, everywhere she goes, you'll know about it. Ooh, touching his leg. I don't know what I'd do without you, Sydney. Dang, she's doing the the eyes again. They both are. Yikes. First of all... If you feel things getting sexual, just say... Shut shut it it down. down. Shut it down. They're both appropriate at the end. We got to use both new sound effects right there. That's the end of the episode, y'all. That was wow. uh, that was that was something else. That was something. We else. got played just like Emma did that entire. We got episode. we got played because I I fell for that oh, for sure. That was yep. uh, that was that was good. I I liked it though. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So so in in this portion of the show, after we like to do a little chit chat section, uh, where we. We give the the show some accolades for taking us on this this adventure. The first segment is the MVPs. MVP. Who would you like to be your most valuable storybook player? And then we will name one for the Enchanted Forest. Storybrook first. Regina? I, I like where you're coming from here. Why Regina? This is interesting. She played the long game for this episode. She did. And I got to respect her for it. You know, Emma was a clown <laughs> the whole episode. We were clowns. We were along yeah. with Emma. So but I'm going to give it to Regina. I feel Because upset. she was the brains. You cannot give it to Sydney. No, 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 no. Sydney's a pawn. <laughs> and Emma, I, I'm upset that Emma. I feel like she wouldn't have gotten fooled by this. This feels too easy that she wouldn't have even entertained the idea that Sydney under her thought, like she was just like, oh, you're done with Regina? Sure. And like, like it feels like a stretch that she wouldn't there be suspicious. There was too many parental emotions for her to see past, that which I get. With Henry. So it has to be Regina because nobody else did anything. Because like, look at, we opened it up with the um, playground being destroyed by the storm. So Right. She's like, oh, this was my one special thing with my son, and it's right. ruined, and Regina's right. taking that away from me. So from that second, she's in that mindset she where, spiraled. oh my gosh, this one thing that I had with my kid is just done. And to be fair, I like the fact that 
uh, she w- went mad from this like thing with her son that like that, yeah. that was the catalyst for her getting unhinged and that she now gets this arc of like her character learned something and now mm-hmm. isn't gonna like that idea of which is as cheesy as it is we won't get fooled again the idea that she's now learned something and she's eventually gonna figure out this Sydney garbage but like it's and it's also interesting that we're watching Giancarlo Esposito play a dummy undercover who's actually not a dummy like it's it's right. really layered you know what I mean like they're all playing the layers so deep anyway Storybrooke Regina I agree. Uh, what about the Enchanted Forest? The genie. The genie. We got Leopold. We got the genie. We got Regina. And that was it. So out of those people, Leopold just gets himself killed. Regina's f- crazy. <laughs> yeah, it has to be the genie. But why, mm-hmm. though? He got fooled. He, got, he, he wished himself into a mirror. Entrapped forever. Free, okay. A free genie entrapped himself. Despite the mirror incident. He was he like moving thought, the pieces. Yeah. He thought he was doing good. Yeah. I, I mean, an MVP. Yeah. Like he, he did the things. Although he killed the king, which is kind of fucked up. But we needed the king to die. True. And now we know that Regina's a psycho. All right. Like a complete psycho. Genie it is. Genie yeah. is the MVP. Great. Well, that's your MVPs. MVP. And now, before we uh we hop out of here, we would like to uh conduct our own little awards ceremony. Uh and this is something we like to call the first annual Mr. Gold's Gold Star in the Field of Excellence. This is Isla's favorite section of the show. It is. <laughs> because of the music. Uh, this is where we rate the show out of five Mr. Gold's gold stars. Uh, how many stars do you give this episode? So last episode was our first five-star episode. I it's know. A sweeping, so I'm, unanimous episode. I hate myself because I'm comparing it to last week's episode. Don't do that. It's not worth it. A three-seven. Three cells, a very definitive number. Three seven, lower than a four, higher than a three five. Feels I right. I got to see the stranger. I was duped, which means it was a good episode because it, means it, it was did, good, good writing yeah. and good execution of that writing. Yep. Via acting and directing. Um, but you know, it's a three seven. Three seven. Okay. Solid. 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 Um. Okay. I don't feel like this is a four because that would have to have made the romance portion of it really enticing. Like I would love their love to really be blooming and not fake. And so th- um, we did not like snow and not snow. <laughs> Mary Margaret and David being like, I love you, but I'm married. <sighs> it was such a good scene with such seeming it makes you feel horrible dirty. undertones. It, it really does. I, I mean, but it was like, I love... I I have a problem now not judging any of their scenes without the added element of their real love life. Yeah. Every single time I see their love life, five stars. Like Josh and Guinea, five stars. Mary Margaret and David, two stars on that scene because 
not it just feels like teenagers they have to like get over this and figure it figure it out also writing wise i didn't love the like that scene is the only mary margaret and david scene that's in the whole thing and i feel like it should have been left out it was weird because then we don't talk about it again and we're not going to talk get, about it for another so two they, episodes they needed they need to, to show like, them because yeah. they left us off where they're just kissing in the street but like it was weird kissing once in the street because you had a moment is one thing planning this whole picnic and like giggling we shouldn't be doing this in the forest does not feel as good yeah, so that's gross. not otp otp pairings have to like they have to like uh get through any storm and like really so you can't have them be bad guys you know what i mean I although if you think about it there's still a lot of otp pairings like lost is like a jack and kate or a sawyer and kate or a juliet and jack or like a, you know there's like a lot of like pairs like that and if you think about it those pairs do some really fucked up shit at some point like they do they do stuff that's not yeah on the up and up a... so but it just feel, i mean it's a part of the otp line right they have to do some bad stuff to kind of yeah. overcome and be together um but that we digress honestly I don't want to copy you, but three seven feels right. I feel like I should write mine down so that we're not influenced by each other. That we actually just like. I know, but we have to talk it out. We do have to talk it out. But three seven feels right because three five feels too low, and and four feels too high. And I feel mm-hmm. three seven is right down the middle. I think it might be the first time. Maybe it's not the first time that we like agree besides the five star one. You know what? Right. Our Storybrook City clerks know. Because they, they have made us a nice, so nice grid. Us. And the grid is going to be shown in the Discord. So if you want to be a part of that discussion, then you'll have to join us uh, in the Discord, the link of which will be in the show notes. So look for it right there. Before we leave you, we always like to leave uh, with a uh, viewing of the promo for next week. The next week episode is called Skin Deep. All right, let's check it out. A beauty, a beast, the legendary love story with a twist. Something evil has taken root in you. True love's kiss will break any curse. It's different when the beast... No one can ever, ever love me! ...truly is... ...a monster. A difficult man to love. Lost's Emily D. Raven guest stars. ABC's Once Upon a Time. Only Sunday, February 12th, 8, 7 Central. Yo, we get Belle in episode 12. Yeah, that wow. Is, I thought she came a lot later. I thought she came like season two. Me All too. Right, uh, everybody, Emily, blah, 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 blah whatever. Her Emily name is. DeRaven. DeRaven. Uh, very famously plays Claire on Lost. Where's my, my baby? baby? My baby. <laughs> uh, she's the pregnant one on the island that Charlie falls in love with. Um, she is playing Belle. In the Enchanted Forest in this one. We have not yet seen her in the in Storybook yet. So I don't know if they're going to just insert her into Storybook and pretend like she was there the whole time. Lost style. Or if they're just going to focus on Enchanted Forest for right now. But it looked like there was a bunch of Mr. Gold in there. So she has to be somewhere. Just like they did with Cinderella. That looks good. I'm not going to lie. That looks real. I mean, our boy Rumple. I, and I, I love that we have a grid. They even made a, I don't know if you've seen it yet. They even made a uh, line graph for oh, like yeah. our ratings. So it's going to be interesting to see like where the ratings go. Not just the set difference between you and I, but also like as the episodes progress, like yep. which ones get higher and which ones get lower. I feel like this is going to be a, a higher one just on the rumple alone. But like 
Belle is a really strong in part of Rumpel's story. Going I love forward. how they say guest starring Emily DeRaven. Like, I think at this time, and I will find out in the wiki. I, I, I might have just been a planned appearance, and then they wrote her. Spoilers, guys, she's in the show. <laughs> There's going to be a lot character. of a lot of Bell episodes coming up uh, in future seasons. But um, they're playing this Beauty and the Beast angle with the Beast being Rumpelstiltskin. That's what was in that promo. Uh, So Belle and Rumpel are very intertwined for a large part of the show, and they do a really good job bouncing back and forth. I think almost right up until the end, um, which is kind of interesting. So very excited about the future stuff. And guess what? This episode is not that much shy of three hours. So maybe we're just one of those shows that are long and you like you like us so much that you put up with our nonsense so that you can hear us ramble about stuff. But I mean, if you're here for us, then you're here for rambling. So I feel like that's par for the course, right? If, yeah. they, if they if they showed up for us, then that this is what they came for is the nonsense. Um, well, before we go. The number, once again, for voicemails, 207-536-8512, thesbcpod at gmail.com, thesbcpod at Instagram. That is all our socials for right now, because that's all we feel like keeping up with, (laughs) I think. Uh, And also the Discord, which is also in the show notes, as I said before. And that's it. Until next week. So uh, I guess we'll see you brookies later. I love you. Oh my God, parting we, words. We didn't do our thing. Are we supposed to do it now? Is it at the beginning or at the end? We said those exact same words last time. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> this is recording. how we're actually just going to end every episode. We are the most professional podcasters you will ever hear. Um, uh, all good Lord. You know what? Stay gold. Stay rumple. Bye, guys. That's what you did last time, too. (laughs) We panicked, and then you said that. (laughs) Well, at least we're consistent. Okay, Miranda said, like, all shows and have No, all... All shows start with a... All shows... All magic comes with a price, and all... Prices come with... No, something with a podcast. Um, All... Let me see, Miranda. Let me find it. All magic comes with a price, and all... Shows come with a pot now. Yeah, that's it. All, that's it. All shows come with the podcast. Yeah, and we are that podcast, guys. We're Stay workshopping the outro on the air. All magic comes with a price. All magic comes with a price. And all shows come with a podcast. This has been Stay Gold, Stay Rumble, the Star of the Circus. Stay Gold, Stay Rumble. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. end of our show is magic (laughs) it's a magical disaster and i love it